Sorry, you're what? You're recording? You're I'm recording. recording. You're I'm recording. recording. I'm recording. You're recording. You're yep, recording. I am. Hey, Aaron. Hi. You're recording. I am recording. Hey, TJ. What? Are you recording? Might be. I hope so. Otherwise, it's a weird conversation. <laughs> I'm starting. The podcast has started. This podcast brought to you by the letters B and V for blood and vomit. Hi, Aaron. Welcome. Hi. That was entirely our... unrelated to discussions earlier. Yeah, we were talking a whole lot about uh, the letters B and V earlier. That's just yeah. our thing. Um, TJ, hello. Welcome. Uh, hi. Uh, sorry, I missed the B and V talk. Oh no! Don't be sorry. <laughs> it was pretty gross. Uh, for those who are listening who don't entirely understand, if you follow Aaron on Twitter, you'll you'll catch up. He he, he got a cut, and it's healing. Um, yes, significant so, cut across the top of my knuckle. Didn't require stitches or anything, but um, hey, you want to know the worst place to get cut? Right on the top of your hand, yeah, uh, on, on a, a knuckle because it's because on... <laughs> it's like you use your hands a bunch or something. Yeah, it, it's like oh wow, it's it's weird how the body has trouble healing if the wounded part keeps moving and flexing all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, why is there bruising happening? Uh, anyway, mm-hmm. we're uh, we're not here to talk about uh, the medical practice. That's for our professional lives. Uh, for this, our unprofessional professional lives, we're here to talk to you about transformers. And we got a little tidbit uh, that I almost jumped into. In fact, let's just jump into this, and then we'll do the other thing. I just want to briefly mention because this was a thing at Fan Expo when. Uh, Studio Series Mixmaster was revealed, and everyone's like, where even is the Devastator parts? And we sort of saw a little sliver of, like, red somewhere on the truck cab. Uh, someone has one and just opened up the whole truck cab and was like, yeah, that's where the Devastator head is. Uh, I think it's pretty darn impressive how much Devastator head is in that truck cab. Uh, there's a good, I think it's doing a couple visual tricks, uh, and, and using the red color scheme certainly helps, like, create that not optical illusion, but I guess sort of optical illusion of making the face look a lot wider than it actually is. Well, I think that like the that it has fold out chunks. It does have well. that too. The the yeah. like the side of the eyebrows uh, are hidden underneath it. So yeah. Yeah, I, I just think that, like, there's also an implied, like, you know, that whole eyebrow length, that kind of curved V-shape. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it makes the whole thing look, I think, a little bit more boldly uh, face-like. And the mouth opens, it's full of teeth. Uh, there is no pass-through hole, because don't be ridiculous. Uh, I, think it's, I think it looks cool. Um, it, it sounds like we might be getting to see Overload sometime soon whenever they next reveal some toys, because that seems to be the way it goes now at Transformers. Yep. Uh, shows across the world. I think there's one actually next weekend. Not It's not TFCon DC. It is a different show happening during TFCon DC, where there may be another Transformers reveal of some kind. Uh, there's also like another UK thing that they had sent an email out about. I may be mixing some of these up. Anyway, uh, that Devastator head looks cool, and I, I I agree with a lot of people when uh, when I saw the sentiment of like, thank goodness they didn't go fully movie accurate and they they went for a bold red, obviously um, a slightly magenta red on there. Uh, I think it helps a whole lot. Um, Aaron, I don't know if this really is much of a thing to discuss because it's just a head. But have you got any feelings? It's it's a head, like. It's yet another part on the road to getting a big devastator. Yeah. 
Uh, it definitely answers the question of how much of Devastator's Head is actually in Mixed Master. It's like, no, they mm-hmm. actually fit all of it. I, I think that we were... Someone I was talking to at some point was like, maybe like Mixed Master's like the core of the head and there's going to be some other head in there elsewhere. Uh, but that's not the case. TJ, um, this is like a movie-ass movie. This, Devastator is one of the most movie-ass movie designs that ever movied. Uh, uh, yeah. But... <laughs> Which- but uh, as an achievement here, uh, I don't know. What are you thinking? Do you think this looks this looks interesting? Uh, it definitely sets the bar for headmasters. Yes, yeah, <laughs> but fit the whole thing inside a truck cab. It also yeah. has that peg hiding somewhere on it. Yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? If there's any justice in the world, then yes. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, I saw those photos. I was like, oh, it doesn't look like it's going to be a nightmare to play with. That's good. Oh yeah, that too. Like this is not this is not going to be. We jam this into the existing puzzle of Voyager Mix Master from '09 or 2010. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like there seems to be, and and I think this is the case for Rampage as well, almost to a detriment. But like they give the implication of a lot more happening than than what actually is happening when you transform the toy. And uh, the arms, like they they have that four way uh, cement mixer drum split. But it, it's, it doesn't look like it's all on ball socket joints and it's not all jiggling around. At least that doesn't seem to be the case. Um, we'll know, you know, once the toy comes out. It's, I think, the next wave is this one, uh, along with Shockwave. Who, who also, there's in-hand photos of Shockwave. I just found them infinitely less interesting. I don't know about you guys. Um, it just kind of, I there was nothing really to reveal other than, like, he's a bit of a messy-looking figure and it's kind of on topic, I think. Uh but yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm really hoping we get to see Overload soon because I I want to know more about the actual like at least half of the actual body mass of Devastator. Yeah, that's <laughs> those ones are going to be where there's a, a bunch of additional magic because I think so far all of the limbs have done extra stuff than what I thought that they would necessarily be doing, and I want to see how it sticks together. Yeah. Yeah, I, like, we, we just, we still haven't seen the, you know, upper body or lower body, uh, the, like, the main the main chunk of the torso and the hips yet, and there's a lot of questions that cannot be answered till we do. Um, so, fingers crossed. Anyway, uh, I wanted to touch on that, because I, I was excited to see that uh, kind of get bookended, but uh, we have a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. Briefly, before we do, well, maybe not briefly, we'll see. We're going to talk about stuff we got on topic this week, because that's uh, how we like to do things right now. And uh, Aaron, uh, did you buy any Transformers while out in the wilderness? Uh, not while I was out in the wilderness, but since last we recorded, I got two new molds and like nine new toys. So what are the other ones? <laughs> um, so Mirage and Impactor are the two right. new molds. And then it's the other Impactor, the other Mirage. Oh, the, um, <laughs> right. The Power Dashers <laughs> yeah. and Barricade. Right, so a whole lot of redecos. Because yeah. I was like, I was like, that is one that that is more than one too few to be the MicroMaster ten pack. I don't know what he's talking. Oh, about. Oh, I also that did is... get the MicroMaster ten pack. Oh boy! But that's oh, that's been a long time ago. I might have forgotten about that the last time we re-recorded. And hey, it's a bunch of the same MicroMasters, and then a couple like important redecos that were yeah. stuff that I had as a kid. Hey, they're MicroMasters. It's deep cuts. That was the deep yeah. cuts redeco box set. Yep. 
Um, all right. Uh, well, on the redeco one, I mean, like when you like, okay, you have two mirages and two impacts. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, well, how, um, DJ, is there any crossover here with anything you picked up this week? Um, I don't believe so. All my pickups were from uh, on, on uh, just random all over the map. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pester Aaron a bit about Impactor and Mirage because the the three pack fan vote just went on twenty eight percent off on Amazon Canada and I ordered it so uh-huh. I want to know I want to know what I'm getting. Uh, tell me about Mirage and we don't have to talk about the vehicle mode unless there's something really amazing about it. Um, so uh, I have two kind of different <laughs> Mirages. Unfortunately, my my Amazon one, uh, one of his, he has two of the same shoulder. Okay. And they can assemble that way, but it ends up being when he becomes a car, his entire back end is at like a 15 degree angle from square. Oh boy. Yeah. I'll need to check this when I open up the one that I get. <laughs> yeah. Um, all the photos I've seen of other people's and looking at other people's reviews, n- nobody's mentioned it. So, hey, hey, look at me. Um, but no, I, I really dig him. As as the figure, he is very, very G one. Um, I maybe wish that like the front of his car wasn't the transparent blue plastic. Um, I'm not I'm not sure why that's there, other than if it was like in line for something else. Because otherwise, it's like I don't think he even has. If he has light piping, it's pathetic light piping. Is it is it sharing the sculpting parts that would have had headlights or something like that? Like maybe there was gonna be a translucent blue and then they painted over it. I well, I mean, it is the like cabin part of his car. Okay, okay, that, it's like that becomes cockpit. like his his shins <laughs> and yeah. yeah, kind of the area around the cockpit. Uh, his head does not appear to have a pass through at all for like light piping. So I I I don't know why there's clear in there. It's nothing that's lo- that would be load bearing. So so it's not like shouldn't be a problem necessarily. Yeah, it's just it was just an odd odd thing um hmm. to have in there. But no, he's he's good standard like deluxe posability ranges. Um, all right. All the all the right ports for this combat system. I'm a little bummed out. My first hands-on with that figure is going to be the clear one, um, you know, unless I stumble across the regular one sometime between now and probably tomorrow or Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but in a good transformation scheme too. He's the he kind of does like the upper half of the body does its thing, and the lower half of the body does its thing, and then it like the last moment of it all like rolling together and clicking together at least Mm -hmm. on the one that's properly assembled is pretty good all right (laughs) man yeah i mean i i'm still gonna check like hey what if i i get the one with the two shoulders that match your two shoulders um it'd be i think it's like three pens that you'd have to knock out i haven't i have a center i could do it i'm dogged i'm dogged and determined i can do it It might not look very nice afterwards (laughs) Um, Looks like somebody chewed on it to get that last pin out. It's going to be more like the constant spring-loaded pressure eventually just cracking the hole open. I'm like, that's how I got the pin out. I blew his shoulder open. 
Um, well, how's uh, how's Impactor? Like th- those two Impactors, it's a lot more obvious what the differences are, and they both seem like full experiences. Yeah, Impactor. So. I wish that between the two of them, they would have had more like paint or color differences. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're both very much the same thing. The the three pack one has a little bit more accent colors instead of yellows. They're reds because yellow as an accent color on orange doesn't stand out a ton. Yeah, you have to do a really kind of cold yellow, which is kind of disappointing. But uh, no, it actually how little different they are. The different heads didn't trigger on me until, like, my second time of doing a full transformation back and forth. And I'm like, oh, he's got a more rounded head. Okay, I guess. Mm. But, no, he's a very good tank mode, a good turret movement even in the tank. So, Oh, I like it when they can fit that in. Yeah. Where it, it's kind, it's part of the transformation and all that. So he can he can spin and you can get a little bit of uh, inclination out of like the turret part of the turret because his his rifle is also his turret gun. So at the pegs where he's got pegs um, on his arms to holes on the gun, and so you can use that to give it a little bit of like elevation. Yeah. But you can also like click back it. Untransform. I think it, you have to untransform his back just a tiny bit, and then you can get like a fifteen degree turret like raise out of it. So, oh, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, are you? Uh, do you? Do you feel any inclination whatsoever to like he? Because it's easy to solve. I suspect Impactor has drawn a number of um, filler piece kits to fill in the insides of his legs. Yeah. Do you have any it's... draw towards those yourself? I mean, it's it's the standard thing now with some of these. That's a bit of a bummer that it's a big open hole, but at the same time, I really don't care. Yeah. You don't want to drop, like, um, up to ten bucks to yeah. slot a bunch of chunks in there. Yeah. And the the one thing that is an issue on on my regular impactor is the, um, the way that his panels come together. There's, like, something didn't get fully driven in a rivet or something. So it stands off the side of his leg just a little bit, and it's basically blind rivets that hold it together. So it's not even like you could necessarily like pop it out and figure something out. Yeah, you'd have to dig in pretty deep on that guy. Yeah. But it's not the end of the All world. Right. It just stands out, and it's a little bit of odd gray. But whatever. He's he he's seen some 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 uh some city miles. Yeah, he's uh, he's had a life. Yeah. In uh, worst case scenario, I have the other color scheme, and I can just yeah. whatever. <laughs> I am. I think I've seen at least one conversation about um, like piecing together stuff from both impactors to make one's perfect impactor. Yeah, uh, if you really got it, man. You could. Yeah, I have. Yeah, I'll take a look at them when I once I get a hold of the two. But uh, I still have no idea where I'll find the single pack one yet. It's it's mm-hmm. shown up in Toronto somewhere, but that doesn't mean anywhere I can get to. And it it was found, which also means it was bought. So I'm not really sure <laughs> where they're at right now. Um, but uh, before before I talk about about the next most exciting thing, not to denigrate him because I think he looks cool, but Barricade. Is there anything really notable about Barricade that we wouldn't already know? No, he f- feels good. He's got those cool colors. Yep. Yeah, he's a little bit different head. I want to say. 
Yeah, it's like the who is it? Not smokescreen, the blue streak head. I yeah, think. yeah. But yeah, it's a cool Decepticon black and purple colored version of that mold. Which that's a great mold. Yeah, I'm excited as heck to mess with a non prowl version of it. Except EB still hasn't called me about the smokescreen I reserved, and cool. I know a smokescreen was found and bought at the EB across the street from the EB where I reserved it. So I'm kind of like, yo. <laughs> What's going on, y'all? Well, you see, that street's the dividing line for two dis- different distribution areas, and the other yeah. distribution area hasn't gotten their part yet. I hope they do. Um, also, uh, Barricade's very topical uh, TCG-wise now, because he's a very interesting uh, mechanic character card, and he's got a crowbar card to to apply to him. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, it's good that you picked him up for, you know, in case you take that guy yeah. all the way to the finals. I pointed into the distance while I said that. But uh, um, so then, what is it? Aragon, Zatar, and Chromar. Yeah. Um, I can finally do my quasi twenty four gun. <laughs> yeah, right. Where oh, I, yeah, ha- I, I have my eighteen <laughs> gun, and then I have him standing on top of yeah. uh, Zatar. Uh, Chromar is the Chromar. six gun. That's actually I, I picked up Chromar um, while I was trying to find smokescreen because uh, okay. he, he showed up in EB Games as well, and uh, I think that mold is good as six gun i am surprised how much i like it as chromar because yeah because of the nature of the transformation you can do a whole lot of different little tweaks to make him look like like the quote-unquote chromar vehicle mode of yeah. old yeah um, well that and because of the way that six gun kind of comes apart and then reassembles yeah you can definitely like put things in different places put the the wing arm packs further back or whatever to to make it look more like the power dasher jet rather than the rather than just like six gun but colored different yeah and like like six gun almost doesn't have to parts form he's so close but yeah uh so i I would just say like that is just to six guns credit he gets to be the vtol go parts former nuts on chromar it's way more fun Mm -hmm. uh also, the head sculpt on him, and I mean, I've seen the photos of the other two, but seeing one of them in person, it's amazing the, the like, just bold, harsh lines on those, like, like super 70s-looking face sculpts. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the super hard contrast colors around the eyes and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I like that stuff. But, uh, yeah, and then, um, so then Zaytar with the drill head... Uh, mm-hmm. The fact that you have to take the drill off the top of his head, and then he's just left with this little squished face. That's great. It's kind of funny. It's <laughs> it like, means the, drill, the drill is not is it's not part of his head. It just landed so hard it embedded. Yeah. It's like, ah, oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. <laughs> but no, it's if if you liked those molds, getting the the power dasher forms of them is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um. But I, I would have Zatar if Purolator had not catastrophically failed me last week. Yeah, I, I saw that uh, they delivered it to ship, but then didn't deliver it when they said they were going to deliver it, and then went to take it to a different place, and then, and then didn't actually sent it back to EB and take it there, and then yeah. just sent it back. Yeah, yeah, it's been sorted out. EB said they will ship it to me again, but with Canada Post this time, uh, which is good because Canada Post will leave it somewhere. Yeah. Rather than do what I feel like is the extra work of immediately taking it back, but uh Pure Later sucks. Um 
you don't have to deal with them. Uh, anything notable about Aragon, or is he is he just really like the fancy accessories in the fan vote pack? <sighs> he seems a bit more fancy accessories. I had two right off the bat. I've had wonderful luck. I had to uh, glue his um, like the butt plate on, so the lower half of Cog. Um, like that was came out off in my hand in the package. Excellent. So it got a little dab of super glue that I was already using for my finger. Um, oh, that is what super glue originally was supposed to be. Yeah, it's part of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then I mean, it's Cog is is a pretty good also ran. Yeah, and in in that weaponizer's line, so. Like it's not a bad toy, but I I like Brunt and Six Gun better. Yeah, I am happy that their redecos are so interesting because uh, coming apart to transform and turn into weapons uh, as redecos with new heads and etc. I think would have mm-hmm. been way harder to sell as almost anyone else, you know, barring some obvious examples. Uh, so I'm 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 super hyped to get that trio together once. You know, other companies hopefully don't fail me and actually send me things that I bought. Uh-huh. Um, anything else in your end? Nope, that's it for me, Transformers. All right, TJ, let's talk about the, some of those bits and pieces. Uh, Transformers-wise, uh, were any of those bits and pieces on topic? Uh, yes. Yes, they were. Oh, all right. They, they span the generations. This is going to be a world tour. Mm-hmm. So after all of the... Uh, Annoyance with Hasbro Pulse. I do have a Noizu and Graffy now. Hey, hey! <laughs> the last of the Dino Gazettes. Yeah, those those things. I'm getting a little bit of that FOMO, fear of missing out. I always say it because I didn't know it when I heard it. Uh, but but it seems like Pulse does restock stuff now and then, so I'm not super worried. Um, but that that seems like that seems like just a, a cool ass thing to get a hold of. Uh, yeah, I mean, the the myth and legend, you know, it's always nice having those Transformers that, well, weren't supposed to have because they're just too rare. Yeah. Like, that. But, like, what is it? Takarotomi just announced a Project Raiden, which is making me wonder if, like, yet another one of that era's, you know, those Headmaster things we weren't ever supposed to get. Like, that's kind of the last one that's left, right, out of Headmasters? Because all the little headmasters we couldn't get had that super fancy knockoff set that was done some years ago. Uh, oh yeah, and then the then it was the Dino cassettes. Now they've been officially reissued, and then if if they do something with Raiden, maybe it's not going to be the Diaclone molds, I guess. But still, <laughs> it's cool seeing all this stuff get demystified. Um, which I guess is is the big question, right? Like, is are they actually cool cassette formers? I. Individually, they're okay. Yeah, you know, uh, they do kind of remind damning me with faint praise right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like I got the la- the other two Dino cassettes, uh, whose whose who screwy names always elude me. Oh, I can't remember now. Well, it was it was Czar and oh, it's gonna bug me. Noise anyway, dial, the other Zor, dial, dial, dial is the other one yeah. I'm thinking of. But like with dial or diru, I guess for the American version, like <laughs> yeah. that was a super impressive little cassette former. Like I, I kind of got upset that they held out on that one for so so long. Uh, these guys are pretty 
pretty standard cassette figures on their own. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, they feel a little bit overkill in Ratbat, in that I'm referencing two toys I've never owned. <laughs> but they have they do have a similar look and similar function to them. Mm. Yeah, and then the uh, the decibel combined mode, kind of the weakest of the four, I think, because mm. he does have a really odd look to him and no discernible, useful articulation. Is it is it feeling like the good dino cassettes were the ones they doled out on mass with those bumblebee um sets uh, yeah it, it kind of feels that way okay like you know this the combined mode looks better even though it doesn't combine as solidly as decibel does because mm-hmm. that, that's the nice thing about decibel he just pegs together yeah <laughs> but yeah it, like just overall the function is just so much nicer on the other two all right yeah so it's one of those like it's cool to have them. Yeah, it, it I mean, it's, this probably isn't the mindset, but like some part of my brain says, well, that maybe explains more how they just got kind of popped onto Hasbro Pulse. Uh, it doesn't really, well, unless someone's like thinking qualitatively like that. But well, supposedly it was a Hascon exclusive that got shuttled off there. Oh, that explains a lot more that that would explain why it was made. You know what? Being a Hascon exclusive maybe answers the question of that superfluous uh, rumble or frenzy. I, I, yeah, I was thinking that, but it still doesn't change the fact that they were planning to reissue it at Walmart, too. True. True. Oh, we can't have that conversation. Is he rumble or frenzy on the package, even? I can't remember. It's fr- It's frenzy. Right, it's toy. Like Has- so it's- Yeah, Hasbro always tends toward the toy accurate. Yeah. Boy, I, all, I, all I remember about our conversation about that frenzy was, like, layered and mounting confusion. Oh, yeah. As we went mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I uh, still I still cannot discern why they went that direction. That's what, something I kind of wish someone had asked them at a convention when the opportunity was there. Not not aggressively or angrily. Just like, so, what? what's, uh, why, why is there a frenzy? Like, that's just what I'd like to know. Like. <laughs> Yeah, why am I paying a premium price for a barely repainted frenzy? I don't I don't even want to go that far. Like I think the barest aggro could make them go like, oh we can't comment. But I'm like I'm like, how do you how do you the most friendly way just go like why did uh why is Decibel coming with a a, a third cassette that's unrelated? <laughs> uh, it's just so confusing. I, I gotta know, I gotta know. Like sometime in the next year when the opportunity comes again, I gotta pester everyone. I know who's go to those things. Just go like, hey, I'll I'll even write the friendly way to ask this, but I need to know why there's a frenzy attached to that thing. Uh, well, I'm glad it got to you. Uh, it did not have to come by uh, whatever it was, submarine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I still can't figure that e- that out either. Yeah. Uh. Uh. But. Going, st- sticking in a similar vein, but going to something I actually owned as a childhood, I had an opportunity to pick up a Generation 2 Snarl. Ooh. Hmm. Uh, in the G2 colors or the the normal colors? Oh, it is red. Okay. It is yeah. all red. That was the I one, remember- when I was a kid, I had trouble noticing that was a new color scheme because they all had red on them. See... That's why I wanted that one so much as a kid, because it looked the most like the old ones. Yeah. Like, I didn't want slag in green. But, you know what? Red, you know, Dinobots were red anyway. Yeah. Yeah. 
He's just like he's coming out of lava. He's very mm-hmm. hot. <laughs> no, I remember as a kid, I didn't own the toy very long because I loaned it to a friend of mine. Oh no! Oh, well, oh, said friend broke it, and his mom, being kind of like, uh, who, who really cares? Glued the leg back on. Oh, in so di- got- in, in dino mode. So, right. Yeah, one leg that would never flip out again. I'm I'm guessing this was a glue on where it it came back to you and and you found out it was glued on because you tried to use it. Yeah, yeah, that's that's would a real you, that's a real nefarious one because then they can say, oh well, you broke it. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, uh, yes, yes, I broke it and I put this glue here in my sleep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, listen, you don't know what kids are up to, all right? <laughs> It's one of those weird things where I look back and like I can remember as a kid going, "Wow, she did a terrible job gluing this," and <laughs> then as an adult going, "That's really scummy of her not to take, you know, responsibility for her kid's damage." Yeah, yeah, it'd be a weird thing to bring up that much later, but also <laughs> it would be fun to bring up that much later. Like, you remember yeah. that time you glued one of my toys? Your kid broke, yeah. and she's like, I'm, "Yeah, what?" What? Like yeah, 30 yeah let me later. drive three hours back to my old neighborhood. Knock on her knock, door. Knock, knock. She still lives there. <laughs> <You're> like, hey! <laughs> You've got the new one? You're like, I just want to let you know I replaced it. <laughs> uh, so you just, it, it's like a vintage one. This, it sounds like uh, it's, I'm assuming, like, not mint loose, but, you know, mint enough loose. Yeah, it's, it's good enough shape. You know, Paint's fine, joints are fine, sticker's a little roughed up. You know, it's mm. had fun. Yeah. It's you know about what? to have more fun. <laughs> I need to keep one of the other Dinobots. I keep them on my, my little retro shelf of nostalgia. Because I'm, I'm coming to that age where it's like, I kind of want the toys that I grew up with. I'm like, oh god. Mm. I didn't want to hit that age. See, I, I'll never notice that age because I just kept them all. Which is a completely different and possibly even worse problem, but uh, maybe. <laughs> Do we have a psychologist on hand? Or yes, hello, I'm a trained no. peace psychologist. No, you get away from me. <laughs> you stay I'm, out of my head. I'm here to help, and also to to heart. Uh, anyway, uh, no one ever comes to my practice. Uh, I hope it wasn't too pricey. Uh, I know that the those Dinobots can fluctuate at times. No, no, it's I, no pretty painless. Uh, yeah, this this was off like a vintage toy group on Facebook. Where wow, yeah, it's you know collectors helping collector kind of thing. So yeah, cool. All right. Uh, so we've done. So that's G one. This is G two. G one. That's G two. All right. Uh. I can go studio series now. That's a jump. That's quite a jump. Yeah. It's yeah. quite a jump. Uh, because finally, for the first time, and still now the only time, a store in my area actually got in the bum- the Bumblebee movie Optimus. Holy oh, crap! Nice. I've, I still need to I've, get that. I've only ever seen him for double the price at convention show floors. I have never seen that thing on a shelf. Him and Siege Ironhide, I have never seen on a shelf. Yeah, I've seen, well, like, I used to see that on Amazon for the normal price going, okay, well, I'll get it whenever I'm I'm up to it. 
and then it just evaporated and everybody wanted 60 bucks for him. Yeah. A uh, friend of mine, uh, um, I, I like to refer to him as Upstairs Ian, was just in California recently. And when he came back, he's like, oh, you should have told me. I saw a bunch of them. And I was like, ah, it's fine. Also, those are probably gone now. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, I yeah, I'm, I'm actually my my plan is I'm going to Mandarake the Japanese release because that seems easier than finding it in my own country. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, is the figure uh, does it does he stand up to the hype? Uh, he is a really really nice Optimus Prime figure. Like mm-hmm. no way I can take that away from him. Um, I do have a little bit of issue with him in that his legs are a bunch of panels that come together, so. Uh, the tab tolerances on mine are not quite as tight as I would like. Mm. Like, if I am a little bit too careless with the legs, they are going to come apart on me. And All he does right. have, like, like in truck mode, he does have this, like, weird back end thing where he's got this big gap for the back. But uh, beyond that, like, he is just kind of a dead solid figure. Hmm. Like, it's, it is a nice transformation you know, it, the movie look is really on point. You know, it's kind of how I wanted a movie Optimus toy to look from the beginning. Do you think that that figure kind of like stands alongside Siege Optimus? Is just like in that very solid Voyager Optimus kind of bracket? He does have more of that movie complexity to him. Hmm. So he is a little bit more involved to get from one mode to the other. He does have a little bit more panel going on in order to accommodate that. Hmm. But like they. Mm-hmm. I would I'd say the two probably complement each other about as well as a G1 and a movie toy could. All right. Yeah, I, I still haven't done the Mandarake thing, but I keep checking, and there seems to be a plentiful supply floating around there. And I'm getting very tempted. The next time it, it matches up with a store that has a Soto part that I need. will be how I justify the shipping. <laughs> yes, of course. Uh, and I actually have a movie Optimus thing I can talk about. Um next but anything and so is studio series the end of this little journey or is there like did you get something from Earthrise? <laughs> yeah i went to the future <laughs> i went to a trade show and i punched someone out and i stole this prototype yeah no uh yes it's still hand painted and everything i have to be very careful with it yeah but no um no everything else is in the parallel time stream uh, okay. so like i got uh i got cyberverse gnaw Oh, hmm. that that is a figure that is like so borderline for me. I, honestly, him and the scraplet are both like if I ever just trip over them one day and it's a sale and I just want a toy, it's like it's going to happen. But is there anything like surprising about Naw? Because he's he's weird. He's like he's not a retool, but he looks like he's sharing a lot of CAD model with Legends Naw. Oh, it's Legends Naw. All right, like just straight up, like they they. It's weird. It's like they upscaled it and they added a gimmick, but they also budgeted the toy down at the same time. Man. So like he does have like swivel elbows instead of ball joints. Mm-hmm. So that limits him a little bit. Um he has tabs near his thighs to lock his legs into place so his spin gimmick works well when it, he's standing. Yeah. That does kind of get in the way of his leg articulation. So he has that against him, and his little shark legs don't don't articulate at all. Hmm. Or his little his little shark arms, because sharks have arms. Yes, <laughs> uh, shark to cons actually uh, have arms. Shark to con arms. 
how does the gimmick work? Because that line, the warrior price point has this this really solid track record of the gimmicks not really working. So I'm curious so, about his. <laughs> so the way they want you to do the gimmick is they want you to push down on the fin in order to cause the spin motor to move inside. Okay, the I've way had... they want you to is a great way to start this. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the intention. Yeah. And it does make it spin, not in any, like, conceivably, like, this is going to do damage speed, but it does make it spin. Hmm. Okay, okay, so they uh, they achieved the verb that they were going for. Yes, yeah, they did. Now, if right. you just, like, manually wind him back and then let him go, then he he does get a good spinner up to him. Okay. Yeah, you know, that, but that's just you winding the motor. Yeah. Is it like one of those? Is it a dynamo motor? Like the like? It sounds like you could turn it a couple times. Uh, yeah, you could spin around a, like two or three times without anything like starting to click on you. Okay. Yeah. Beyond that, yeah, he's he transforms the same way. Like it's just the same transformation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's basically just like an upscale, and it's upscaled. And it's simplified, but it's also more complicated. It's it's a weird toy. Yeah. <laughs> like, if ever on clearance and you want a crew of Sharktacons, then go get the Legends one. <laughs> <laughs> is what it sounds like to me. Well, uh, well, no, like, like if you want, like, like if you want Sharktacons to just hoard around your cup and hot rod and your display one day, you know, like this is the right size for that. It's the right look for that. Right, just, right. I hope you don't pay full price. No, especially not twenty Canadian in tax for a warrior toy. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> man, I, I I will say because uh, I, I watched all of season two, uh, and there is an episode that involves. Um, I don't know if specifically Gnaw, but you know, involves Sharktacons. Uh, mm-hmm. and it was it was pretty good. It was it was very not what I was expecting, and I enjoyed it. So I, I am endeared to Cyberverse Gnaw. Uh but I, I also think that the show models actually looked a bit cooler. So I don't know. Um Well anything else in the in the parallel vein that we're in? I do have one more. Uh it is a transformer toy, but no transformation because it is something I had to build, and that is the Furai model Megatron. Oh, the IDW Megatron, the IDW Autobot Megatron. Yeah, I just bought that this weekend. It's unassembled. Mm-hmm. I'm uh, I'm gearing up to build my first Furai model because I got the the Nemesis Prime convention fi- uh, set because they had it at uh, Fan Expo. Nice and. Uh, I'm I am excited to get my hands into one of these kits because I've been hearing good things about these. Uh, yeah. So heads up because they don't tell you ahead of time. There are a couple parts that they prefer that you super glue. Uh, okay. Like okay. Elbows and hips to make sure they hold together. And right. you will you will need a, a tiny screwdriver. Oh, I got tiny hmm. screwdrivers for days now. <laughs> I'm all prepared. Hmm. Okay, so yeah, that's all. That's what they have to secure some of the heavier points of articulation together. Hmm. 
So beyond that, yeah, it's a pretty standard model build. It's, you know, there's nothing terribly complex, so it's a nice casual just kind of sit down and enjoy building something kind of model. Mhm. Okay. Um he does have stickering for mostly the energon parts of him, which it's like the nice metallic red, so I think that's a good way of replicating the effect in the comics. Oh, cool. Uh the other thing I will tell you, um they also have they have stickers for the scribbling on his chest. Is it also okay. sculpted in? It is also sculpted in. Okay. And the stickers are not the best color match mm-hmm. for the rest of his torso. So my suggestion would be to either go through with either a very thin, like if you've got like a Gundam marker liner, that okay. gets into the into the groove. Otherwise, just like look up you uh, like look up a tutorial on how to like do a cheap black wash with craft paint. Yeah, that's it's very doable. Like a, a cheap black wash, some Q-tips to wipe up the edges, and like you're golden. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because it looks so much better if you can just paint that in. It, yeah, if it's sculpted there, I'm not even bothering with the stickers. Like on uh, on Nemesis Prime, there's some silver detailing stickers, but they seem to be going on parts of the gray plastic. So I'm very I might just paint all the silver parts because I'm gonna I'm gonna spray all the gray plastic on him with uh, a Tamiya metallic spray, um, just so it kind of pops a bit more. Um, so I like that the stickers are there, and I'm gonna use the ones for like the insignias. But yeah, there's sometimes it's better to just. You know, get a get a little paint jar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Beyond that, love the figure. He tends more to the thinner side than the like the big heavy bulk that he had in some shots in the comic. Mm. Uh, but the look is spot on. Details are really really nice. Uh, he comes he comes with the arm cannon he had when he fought Tarn. Okay. I. Kind of wish it was his final arm cannon that wasn't an arm cannon, because that's one of my favorite things. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, if the figure picks up enough, that seems like a very, like, third-party accessory type of thing to do. Oh, absolutely. Um, Not even, like, like you know, Fancy Pants third-party, like, even, like, a Shapeways add-on piece. Yeah. Uh, seems rife for that. But yeah, articulation is really nice. He gets his, he gets a couple extra hands. He gets uh, a lot of range of posability. He is he is a fun build, and he is a really really nice looking looking uh, figure on a shelf. Excellent. I am, I am I am holding out and I'm eyeballing different shades of paint so I can go in and touch his details up to make him more accurate. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I think he's one where I would just because he's coming from comic book art, I'd be really tempted to do a full like, um, you know, I guess panel lining, but like all the like inset edges. Yeah, uh, give them a little thin black line mm-hmm. just so he has that drawn look. Yeah, mm-hmm. like for me, like like his head is all one like color gray. Yeah. So like I, I I keep going back through the comics, going okay, okay, what details are the darker gray? You know, is the face a different? Is a slightly different shade? Okay, what do I make it brighter, darker? So like I'm way in my head, is like how do I touch this thing up to look exactly like the comics? Yeah, it's like I love that Megatron that much. I want this to be just like dead on. That's him. I almost feel like the the way to do it that doesn't become super daunting is like. You you take his base gray color and figure out, like, make that the baseline, whatever the most common gray on him is, make it that gray. And then, like, go from there, and then 
and then tell yourself, I am adjusting for the, for lighting scenarios that happened in the comic book. That's why the, the it's all based off that as a metric rather than that being like literally the gray. That's also because myself, I would just not want to repaint the whole thing. <laughs> um, well, very cool. Uh, I actually have a... Well, I talked about him briefly in the last episode, but I, I got a, I got, I'm caught up on, on my flame toys, Kurokara Kuri, and it, and I'm about to build a Furai model. It's making me want to go back into that Furai model catalog. Cause now there's a decent number of them and I keep hearing that they're good builds. So it's very tempting. The IDW Megatron is like an absolute must have for me, but like the Bumblebee looks cool. The Seekers look pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm currently debating if I want the original Optimus mold they did in Nemesis or Shattered Glass. Oh, it came out in Shattered Glass as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It actually wears the Shattered Glass colors really well. Yeah. Yeah. Because the one I have is that original mold as well. Um, like the, the attack mode Optimus. Um, yeah. Like I've got IDW Optimus. That's the thing. Like the attack mode in one of the villain color schemes would be so perfect. Yeah, and then they got pre-orders happening for that Devastator finally as well. And I'm like, I, that Devastator kit yeah. looks fun. And they got the Drift kit come out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, yeah. My um, is, is that that sounded like that was the uh, the end of the parallel uh, wave we were in there. Mm-hmm. Of your, I can cap there. Got's. All right. Well, my my own what we got. I um, uh, I, I when, when I picked up Chromar, uh, I also picked up uh, Hotshot, the uh, Cybertron Hotshot uh, redeco with a new head of Hound, and uh, I can tell you those colors are popping in person. Uh, they are excellent. Like I don't have Cybertron Defense Hotshot here with me in Toronto, but like you open up that box and you are greeted with like, oh, that's a that's that blue. Like it feels right. Um. Hound is also a good toy, so this is also a good toy. The uh, There's nothing new outside of the head, so the accessories are all exactly the same. Um, they're just all painted to be, you know, in the, the correct palette. Uh, so you got you to gotta really be into those colors and into the gumption of doing a, an Armada, uh, sorry, a Unicron Trilogy uh, hotshot redeco in the current generations, uh, and I am, so uh, I, I really dig it. Um, don't overpay for the thing, but like if you're in Canada and you can just pick them up at EB and if you got an edge card to get the 10%, then it's super solid in my opinion. Um, it's also, I am tickled that we were able to find it right after it was a New York comic con exclusive. Uh, I feel, I feel a little bit better about not going, uh, this year. Um, and then, uh, I, I mentioned this last episode, but I didn't really talk like super deep details about the hands-on with them, but I got a review copy of the, th- the 3-0 DLX Optimus, the movie Optimus high-end action figure, um, that they're doing. Uh, that DLX line, I've sung praises of it before with Bumblebee. That Optimus, y'all, it's very good. The, uh, the figure is heavy as hell in a good way, and when you bend the knee, like the knee has so much interlock that like you can hear almost transforming plastic noise when you bend the knee because there's like two separate chunks just moving in in interlock and being revealed um it's extremely impressive that figure the whole dlx line is fantastic uh you know if you can get over the fact they're action figures they are also like probably the most movie accurate bumblebee movie figures that will ever be made that are also vaguely affordable and articulated um and I'm I am super happy that they were doing it for that film because uh, the premium series stuff they did for the other films it's all very cool and very large and very expensive for movies that I kind of like 
tertially rather than directly. Uh, these are like a, I think a better line than the premium series. Like the premium scale series are big, but these just these feel like chemical attack. These feel like flame toys, and uh, and the Optimus is, is super solid. Um, so I, I would I would if you're eyeballing it at all, I would say it's probably going to do you. But the Bumblebee is still the best bang for your buck in the line. Uh, he's he's just like being under whatever he costs. Like he's the the other two are much larger and heavier, so they're more expensive. But uh, man, that DLX line is just so good, and I keep catching myself almost saying three A. Uh, it is now the three zero line because the the A part has moved on. Um. But I was also I got the impression from some Facebook comments like three zero basically was working on this line the whole time. It's just now it's their name on it rather than like their collab name. Um, I forgot if either of you ended up going for that DLX Bumblebee. I feel like we talked about it a lot, but I don't think either of you guys have picked it up. I haven't. No. Okay. How about that Optimus? Huh? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'll suddenly find the the money to do that then. Instead. Yeah. Well, so you know, you got that. What is it? That finger knife money. You can. He, yeah. No. That's <laughs> that's cost money, and I'll talk about what else has cost me money at uh, what we got off topic. Oh boy. <laughs> I also took an arrow through my hip. <laughs> Weird, because we weren't supposed to use any. But it, a that's little what bit happens. lower, and that would have been funny ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> A little bit lower, and I would have actually killed the guy because I would have had to say the phrase. Uh, all right. Well, uh, yeah. Other than that, um, like I, I last last week, I, I talked a bit. I got that flame toy star saber. TJ, I, I should tell you the thing about him that I don't think was advertised very much that surprised me. You know how he's like the IDW star saber with all the extra armor and bulk and stuff. Mm-hmm. It all comes off, and there's just a normal star saber underneath. So. What? Yeah, uh, like the backpack obviously comes off, but I can I can unruin him. So, so the backpack comes off and has a hinged piece, so it looks like a jet when it's separated from him, which I don't think was talked about whatsoever. It looks literally like a little jet that attaches to him, and then uh, on his on the sides of his uh, lower legs, a huge chunk of bulk comes off of like liter- It's literally like a macross fast pack on each leg that comes off. And then on his forearms, there's a four-part forearm bulk armor that you can remove, and then his forearms actually collapse in about, like, a quarter of an inch to cover up all the connection ports. And then he's just, he's just like, a slightly stylized, but normal Star Saber. Uh, and then you can swap the head for, like, the unmasked head. So I think part of, the, part of this gimmick idea is when you swap in the, you know, the normal saber head, it's like, yeah, here's his robot mode when he's, you know, the brain master or whatever. But it's also like they just they quietly had this figure that can turn from a stylized G1 star saber to a stylized IDW star saber. And they, I don't think they ever talked about this. So I was astonished when I did that. It, the only bummer is there's nowhere to store any of those extra pieces on the display stand. You kind of have to, like, put them in a pile. But uh, you, you basically it's it's kind of like all those armor connection points, I think, are the ones that will be used for Victory Leo in addition to the ports on the bottoms of his feet. But like I didn't realize that some of his ID, basically all of his IDW bulk was that's like using those connection points like to fill them in if you only have Star Saber. <laughs> Uh, even like he has these two superfluous wings on his shoulders. Those peg off by design. So his shoulders just have the spires. 
So, like, okay, obviously he is a very expensive toy, so it's not like you're going to, like, snap and go buy him. But uh, I felt like I should let you know. Like, you can actually debulk him uh, into a v- just super fancy Star Saber action figure. Um, you are still buying all that bulk, so it's like, it doesn't super soften yeah. the wound. But I just think it's really cool that he does that. And I'm I'm like... I'm like, did I like turn over three pages at some point and just miss the part where they said that happens? Because I, 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 that would have stood out to me. So like, I didn't see anything like that. Yeah, it's like it was one of the coolest surprises. Uh, I want to say that's because the price they were asking for, I would not want to admit that. Like, oh well, uh, I I wouldn't want to show off any photos of this thing slimmed down. I would want to make it look as expensive as possible at all times. Yeah, but man, like, I, I did the thing where it's like, I'm going to take all the armor off of one arm and one leg and look at what he looks like. And I was like, this could have been a photo. And maybe there was one and I missed it. Like, it was just out there somewhere. But the other, like, it is a fantastic toy. Like, the, the Flame Toys uh, Kurokarakuri line, it's Chemical Attack with Transformers. It's like two of my favorite entrees mixed together. It's just so decadent. Uh, it's a very good figure. Um, all of his sword, his swords, even like all three of his swords, he's a big one and two small ones. They all do the hilt gimmick where like you push in the thing and then the, the jewel kind of turns metallic and the hilt opens, but the two smaller swords, which are only barely smaller than the main one they're the sheaths, they go in like transform to hold them in and then have a double hinge piece that unlocks the swords to come out. And then when the swords are in there, if you just hinge one of those pieces, it is a handle. And then the the scabbards with swords inside are laser rifles that he can hold. And like, there's, there's just a lot of stuff going on with him. Like, I'm really impressed with that star saber. I thought there was going to be a certain wall that he would run into and where it's just like, you're paying for the size and the wing backpack. And I'm like, I guess I'm not like the wing backpack is also really cool. It has like, just, I, I can't, I'm trying to think now there's like four wings on each. There's eight, there's eight wing tips and each of them are on at least one joint, if not two. Uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. It's a good figure. I like him. But for those of you who want him to look less bulky and stylized, you can just slim him down into a Star Saber. So, FYI. Anyway, uh, I don't want to go on about that super long, because we also uh, we got some more New York Comic Con stuff we can cover, because it turns out they didn't show all the Earthrise stuff when we recorded last. I did do a little drop-in uh, editor voice thing, just to, to touch on a few of our thoughts. Like, TJ, I basically read your Twitter timeline um while recording myself good to know i'm giving uh, you content thank you uh very much for that but uh they they revealed a bunch of stuff that was not just optimus uh grapple and the the mini cons and uh, i think we talked about iron did we talk about ironworks last time or was that Uh, yeah okay yeah they they showed ironworks but uh, Cliffjumper and Wheeljack, they revealed, that we did certainly did not uh, know about, and Starscream as well, and Hoist, who I keep forgetting about uh, for some reason. Uh, and I think the Micromaster Military Patrol were also new, but I have nothing really to say about them. Do you guys have anything to say about them? Because I, I think they're just more Micromasters, and I think we already said that about the other two, except the other mm-hmm. two. Have, the other two have Big Daddy, so we were able to talk about that for a while. Anyway, uh... I want to I want to go down this list here. Uh, Wheeljack. Um, after all of our talk of like, hey, maybe he'll have some resemblance of like, maybe he's like going to be reshelled into being the Cybertronian van. I'm less I'm less thinking that's going to happen now that we've seen him properly. Uh, he is a G1 ass Wheeljack who turns into a big flat car. Um, 
I, I, unless there's something about his transformation that would leave room for it, I don't think that's ever going to be a Cybertronian minivan, um, unfortunately. But uh, Wheeljack looks looks all right. Like he's he's the one that definitely I think has had the most criticism um, of what was revealed, uh, mostly because he's got a lot of a lot of vehicle mode hunkage on the outsides of his legs and uh, arms and fists, which is like precisely where that hunkage usually ends up on a wheel jack. So it's like, it doesn't really bug me too much, but I also don't disagree with a lot of the crits I've read. Uh, I, I do really like having his spoiler wing turn into the robot wings. I think that's a good use of mass and a great way to get the wings in there without it being like scary. Uh, so I think he looks fine. I think he actually, I, mean, I think he looks good. Um, I don't think he excites me as much as some of the other ones, but I, uh, I don't agree with the idea that he sucks. I just don't feel like defending him too much, if that makes any sense. Um, TJ, how about you? How's, how's Wheeljack hitting you? Uh, when I saw the photos on the floor, something about him irked me. I just, I thought it was just like, looking at him now, like maybe it was just a position of the uh, the shoulders or something that was throwing me off. Um, looking at him from these photos, like, he looks, he looks like a wheeljack. Like, like, I don't mind the bulk on the legs or, because like, I, that's kind of what I want. I want you to use the bulk to bulk of the vehicle to bulk up his parts. I don't want you to hide a robot inside panels. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. I'd rather him have this, you know, more solid look to him, which is, you know, you know, closer to the original toy and it's using the mass a little bit better. Um, looking at him now, I'm hoping it's just the angle that makes his forearms look really thin. Um, in the CG, they seem, they seem to have some hunk to them. Uh, oh, that's when they're seen from a certain angle. Yeah. It, th- those look weird. That looks like they're doing like a, an yeah. optical illusion of sorts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, I, I think that's because you're probably just focusing on the black of it because like, yeah. that's his, that's like his wheel mass. Yeah, is if you in imagine there as that well. white part as being the same color, it sort of evens out. Because uh, yeah, that split does make those look really thin when he's got the when he's holding the gun up in that one CG mm-hmm. shot. Uh, I never noticed that before. <laughs> but yeah, other than that, yeah, he he strikes me as Wheeljack a lot harder than the Wheeljack that's currently in my shelves, which was uh, the reveal the shield remold. Yeah, the like tracks a Jack. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like he, I think he's got, he's just got a, a, a like the the tracked wheel jack is a very wide boy is the way he always looks to me, which is fine, but it, it it's it's very the G one toy was also a very wide boy with big ass gorilla arms. Uh, this this is a lot more of a a subdued biped wheel jack is what but I would call I was, it. I, I will mention here, I didn't mention it on topic, but the day this wheel jack was revealed is a day that a friend of mine got me G one wheel jack. Oh wow. <laughs> that was weird. And you're like you're like and then my friend pulled their face off and they were John Warden and it was really weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then they they told me they hated the podcast. Was like, no, he doesn't hate the podcast. Um I don't think he actually knows about the podcast. I mentioned it when I interviewed them. I don't think they I don't think they've checked it out. And that's okay. Uh Yeah, um Aaron, how are you feeling about Wheeljack? Um I'm looking forward to him being in stores. Uh, the I didn't I didn't notice the funky arm until you said, "Hey, I think he's got a funky arm." 
And now it's like <laughs> the arrow and the FedEx logo. It's all I can see in that image. Um, I keep forgetting about the FedEx arrow until someone else mentions it. Yeah. Even in foreign languages, they, they hide it in there. Um, but, yeah, it's, I, I don't think that he's going to be a van by no, any stretch of the imagination. That's, that's not going to be this this figure, I don't think. Because the, that, like, you'd have one... to do an entirely different chat. It'd have to be a different mold. Like, they're going to take yeah. the hoist and turn him into a van. Or you could, I mean, you could do this Wheeljack's arms and legs. And then, you know, like the, the helicopter drift remold where it's like the whole torso is almost different. Yeah, maybe. It's like, you could, I guess now that they're able to do things like that, that could be doable. But I, I think if they're going to do a van Wheeljack, it's probably going to be his own thing. Yeah. Um. But, uh, hey, speaking of Hoist, we also got to see Hoist. You know who I keep forgetting about whenever I talk about Earthrise? Is Hoist. There's no real reason. It's not like I think he looks bad. I just keep forgetting about him. Uh, but he's he's got... Uh, the thing about him that I do always remember, which is, I think, real kooky and neat, is the thing that flops out of his truck bed has a ramp connector on it. Mm-hmm. And that's super cool. Like, it's really cool altogether that they are finally reawakening those ramps that have been here the whole time. But now they're like, what if we acknowledge them, give them an acronym, and we start to actually do stuff with them? Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of cool. Um, that's a, a thing I'm glad to see coming more to fruition. Yeah. Just, like, we're going to put a gimmick into something, let's put it into all the things where where it can get used. Like, okay, Wheeljack doesn't have one of those ramp connectors because it doesn't make sense. You know, here, Hoist, he does. It's like all that that Ironworks is made out of is those ramps. And we got the um, we got the Battlemaster that, that turns into a ramp, basically. Yeah, the Battlemaster <laughs> shield ramp connector dude. Like, that. those things all make sense. Do them in these great places and... Like, show that it's a thing. Call it out as combat system or whatever the heck the acronym is for these ramps this time around. Show the show the cross-sell promotion showing the things hooking together. Airlock. The, uh, the, yeah, air, the air, yeah, airlock. The AIR lock, uh, which is a bit of a weird acronym for something that is not related to entryways whatsoever. It's, yeah. It's ramp. Show that but, stuff off and, and, and do it good. And then it's wonderful. I wish the acronym had been R-A-M-P. That would have been real funny. (laughs) That would have made me laugh. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not. Um, But yeah, Hoist, uh, I think he he looks like he's got a good good vehicle mode. It looks like his transformation's fun. His robot mode's fine, but I'm super not into what I think I'm seeing with his shoulders and the things behind his shoulders. Uh, which is that I think that those things are fused to the backs of his shoulders. So if you point his arm forward, I suspect those things also point forward, which aesthetically bothers me. I'll get over it. But uh, that that's one of the things that kind of made me squint a bit when I saw him. I looked at the show floor photos um, where his one of his arms are pointed slightly forward, and I think that the ramp behind it is pointing along with the bicep. So I'm like, ah, I'll live. <laughs> But it's not my not my favorite thing. Um, Aaron, have you got any reactions to Hoist uh, outside of his uh, his airlock connector? He looks Hoist again. They're they're hitting, you know the these guys dead on. I think what you think 
uh, of what they looked like, short of maybe his weird, like, cape parts that's just the sides of the truck that couldn't go anywhere. But... I'm trying to see if he has weathering, too, because I think there's some weathering yeah, on his the, hood. The hood of his cab, I think, is the extent of his weathering, okay. which, again, is a good place to put that, I think. Yeah. Looks like he's been used some. He's a, he's a tow truck. They, they're never pristine. He's a lived-in tow truck robot. Mm-hmm. Uh, TJ, have you got any thoughts on hoist here? Trying to formulate things about hoist that don't relate to other things. <laughs> How much well, I'm interested when he's trailbreaker. <laughs> well, yeah, well, that's, that's, that's the thing. That's the, that's exactly the thing. Like, okay, he looks like a really nice hoist. He's far more accurate than the one we got before, which was yeah. remolded from trail cutter. Uh, I'm looking forward to him, but in my head, it's like, A, I'm happy he's coming out around basically the same time as Grapple. I like that those two will be on the shelf together. Yeah. Uh, also, yes, uh, give me Trailbreaker. <laughs> just, great... just hurry up and give me Trailbreaker. This is a great preview for Trailbreaker you guys made. What's yeah. his name again? <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, cause I'm, well, partially, yes, I love Trailbreaker, but also, I'm Really curious how much it's going to be redone. If like they're going to cut down on the paunch he has, because like Trailbreaker didn't have that. They're going to remold the wheels to be closer in. Trailbreaker didn't have that. What do you mm. do with the massive panels on his shoulders? I mean, hopefully put a hinge on him. <laughs> That's yeah. all I can think of. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm curious how it's going to be redone. But like since they're going, the whole point of this trilogy seems to be like we're making him look like the cartoon. So, yeah. like, I can't imagine they don't have some plan. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I am ready for him to just be this with a cartoon trailbreaker head and the doodly bopper force field thing, but I, <laughs> I will not, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with that conceptually, but I am also kind of like, it would be cool if they went and did something mostly with those flaps, like the, the cape forearm flap things are, are the biggest thing that I think is, is really reasonable to change. Until we know more about how this thing transforms. Um, like, if those legs just go under the truck, then I could see them retooling the legs as well. But if they're, like, an integral part of the truck, uh, well, they seem to just fold over on themselves. So they, they could they could feasibly make the thighs longer, since it's a double knee joint, it looks like. Uh, and I'm theorizing off a photo of the back of the toy, so I'm, I don't really know. But yeah, I, I want to know about the trailbreaker side of the story too. All respect due to Hoist, um, and and you know what? That brings us to to Cliff Jumper, who uh, I hope does not get turned into a bumblebee. Uh, I hope that he gets turned into at at most a glyph. That is as close I want this thing to get to Bumblebee. Uh, I want Bumblebee to have this opportunity taken away from him to get done up again in uh, in generations. I want him to have to do his own thing and not be my boy Cliff Jumper. Uh, cause they, they, I mean, he, if you ignore the backpack that makes him look a bit like 06 Bumblebee, I think they really hit this cliff jumper. Um, the backpack, oddly enough, really makes him look like 06 Bumblebee to me. And I can't, I can't explain why. Um, it's just the shape of it is very similar, but, uh, the car mode looks great. I, I think it is adorable that they gave him skis because of that one episode. Uh, 
And I think it's uh, inspired to have those skis do more useful things, like be a bipod for his big old gun. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like I, the, otherwise, he's he's um, his transformation. Like I, I want to know a bit more about the backpack, but it looks like it's pretty cool. Um, the uh, the the big ass ankle tilts are uh, an inspiring thing to see any time in a main line. So uh I want to I want to handle that figure like right now. He's uh he's pretty exciting to me. Um DJ, what are you thinking about uh, Cliff Jumper? I am really really happy to see him get his own mold. Yeah. It's not remolded from anybody. He's I, I don't want to see this get turned into a Bumblebee because it will immediately put into my mind, "Oh, what if he was Bumblebee first? Mhm. The thing <laughs> is, like I don't think if this is like if they they have like a pre-tool in mind, if like this if this is destined to become something else, I think it's gonna be runabout and run amok. Oh yeah, I saw I saw the um the digi bashes uh to follow that concept, and I think those are like super spot on. Um those also account for the backpack incredibly well. Yeah. So I'm I am I am fingers crossed that it's uh it's a two pack of those as some kind of like pulse or you know, shared exclusive. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't wanna have to hunt those down. <laughs> Run ab- runabouts at retail. Run amuck is an online only exclusive packed in with three battle masters. Remember when we had you buy two giant box sets and then another box set for two sets of clones? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Good times. Uh, Aaron, how are you feeling Wait. about Cliff Jumper? Like, is there any any dissent you got here? You're gonna shouldn't he have a knocked off horn now? Isn't that the, the no, standard? No, that's, that's Transformers Prime Cliff Jumper before. He died, uh, and I don't think Bumblebee movie Cliff Jumper before he died had a knocked off horn. I mean, he had a whole. I, horn. I, th- I think IDW Cyclonus pretty much owns the knocked off horn thing now. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess yeah. I guess I can go to Cyclonus. That's... Maybe when G one Cliff Jumper died off screen or whatever happened to him, he had a horn come off. But yeah, uh, when Casey Kasem left, right? Yeah, when he and then yeah. he, he off screen like fell into the sun or something. Um, Cliff Jumper did. Uh, when capital T that happened, <laughs> it's like something, something we can eventually retcon in our, in our fan, uh, records of events to just prolong the joke of cliff jumper always dies. Uh, that would, that would make me pleased, but yeah, cliff, cliff jumper, I think is to me the most exciting deluxe, um, just because, like, I mean, part of it is absolutely, like, it's just been such a long time, and Cliff Jumper finally has his own figure that does not really look like Bumblebee from certain angles. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, on the Voyager end, we got to see Earthrise Starscream, uh, who I believe it was confirmed when someone asked. They're like, yeah, the classics transformation scheme was really spot on for this, so we... We use that as the basis when designing this Voyager, um, which is not something I'm necessarily super into uh, as a concept. Uh, I think the execution ended up fine. Um, the thing about the 06 mold, no matter how well you do it, and you can see it right here, is that big old nose cone and cockpit thing jutting up behind the back of his head, messing up the silhouette of the two shoulder spires. Uh, I don't like that very much. And uh, it appears like that is a thing on this guy. The other thing that I'm not as into that I really hoped wouldn't be the case here, and apparently someone asked and they tried to fit it in and couldn't make it work with the transformation, is waist articulation, which this does not have. Uh, 
he is still quite articulated. And you can, with thigh swivels, you can approximate, th- between thigh swivels and a neck joint, you can approximate a waist swivel, like a fake one. But <laughs> uh, I am, I am oh, thinking if got, like... If you've got hips, you can do a little bit of roll-on. Yeah, and, and I've seen and, people say... And he's like, got could, thigh cuts. You can, you can get something close. I've seen people say, could they not have done like a rotating groin piece underneath the red skirt? And I think that the amount of available plastic down there is just not enough. Yeah, well, because you've uh, you've got to have whatever's going on past the nose that lets the nose fold up, so the cockpit can be the cockpit. That's I bet I bet that's pretty tight on real estate. Yeah, that's that's my that's my assumption anyway. And especially when they said that waist articulation was an intended thing that got nixed for the transformation, that's because the classic Starscream transformation is a the that that kind of U shape of the front of his chest is like a cage. That's mm-hmm. on the bottom of the of the jet mode, and and so it's like an armature. Uh, also, the jet mode has the a big old cage underneath it, <laughs> with a big hollow ring on the front, just like the 06 uh, Starscream. And like, I'm I'm just this this figure looks fine. I think he's gonna probably be fun to handle. Like once you get the hand feel factor, because that's been pretty solid so far. Mm-hmm. But I am this is by far the least exciting figure for me, unfortunately. Uh, because engineering-wise, I feel like I know what he's going to be, and I'm also kind of tired of what he's going to be. Um, it's also a bummer that they just, like, vomited a whole bunch of Seekers at us. That was and they're going to do Seekers yeah. again. Better, better yeah. articulated. And it, like, yeah. this this guy is kind of suffering, I think. Like, the jet yeah. mode is absolutely the draw. And, and also, it's like he is a better version of the classic Seeker. He's improved mm-hmm. in a number of key spots. He has bicep swivels, for instance. Yeah, I, I, I think uh, it'd be... I think he it would have a lot better optics on it if we didn't just have the Tetra Jets. The Tetra Jets happening on mass like that was like and, and also the Tetra Jets kind of being a surprise pretty cool toy, at least for like more than me, as far as I can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh is is making me kinda kinda side eye this one a whole lot. Like I look at him and I'm like just there's so many vestiges of 06 design that have become very aged that are on this new figure that uh i don't know he just i find him kind of boring to to talk about because i'm like man i was hoping for something new exciting i was hoping for like on the tetrajet design the way the shoulder spires are made out of the nose cone like that's not doable on an, an f15 version but like it's it's such an inspired way to do that piece of transformation that i was like man i hope there's something exciting like that on this new earthrise one and then when they're like nah he's he actually he's he's just like this toy you've already got and also we he still has the jutting up piece of nose cone cockpit on like behind his head and i'm like man mm-hmm. could that not at least i don't know give it a longer arm I don't know. I don't know how toys work, really. I just assume things, but I wish that... I don't even mind that the thing is on his back. I just wish I couldn't see it from the front. That's my main thing. Uh, that's what makes him look like a really old figure to me uh, at a glance. But I am I still want to pick him up. I still think he looks fun. Uh, so that's saying something. But uh, I don't know. Aaron, how are you feeling about uh, Earthrise Starscream? Uh, uh, pretty much what I said, I think. I mean, it's... It- Looks like it's going to be a a good toy. Maybe, like you said, the upgrade from the the old classics mold. See a lot of that same thing. But I think that right after um, the War for Cybertron stuff, the the um, Siege line, like seeing another Seeker right off the bat is just uh, oof. If if the Siege figure wasn't as wasn't very good. 
I think this would be a different story. And I yeah. know there are people who don't like that figure. So, like, for you guys, this is probably, you know, a non-point. But mm-hmm. if that Siege Voyager had not been, like, I, I would probably be feeling different. But I like that Siege Voyager a lot. Uh, and, the, like, the Rainmaker 3-pack let me handle one where the chest piece doesn't come off easily. And I'm like, yeah, this is a cool transformation. I think it's amazing that the, the robot mode looks like it turns into an F-15, even though it obviously doesn't. Right. Uh, I mean, there's there's things about this. Like, you know, the, the, the squared off legs is nice to see on a Starscream that's new, because usually mm-hmm. they're they're a lot more lithe looking. And I kind of like, you know, this chunkier look. But yeah, yeah. Um, TJ, how's, how's Earthrise Starscream doing it for you? Like, uh, are, are you feeling into it? Do you think it might go for multiples even? I'm starting to feel bad for liking it so much. Don't feel bad for liking it. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, God, the peer pressure. We need to have oh. dissent in these recordings. I just, Can't I agree I, on everything. I figured I'd uh, be the dissent. No, I like okay, like by the by the fact that I I think I owned like nine or ten iterations of that classics mold at the same time. Like I don't <laughs> have much issue with the classic seeker mold. I do think it's a really nice and eloquent little transformation to get a screen accurate Starscream. Mm-hmm. Uh, it did suffer from, you know, its era, and the big part of that to me is, like, missing articulation that's standard these days. Like, for me, it's not just, well, this new one's got biceps and thigh swivels, and that's really cool and important. The other important thing to me is he's got a ball-jointed neck instead of being hooked onto the chunk of nose cone on his back. Yeah, like, like to its credit, the thing I keep harping on is no longer fused to his head, which is, like, a, a welcome change. Uh, yeah. Which, like, somehow also simultaneously makes me poo-poo it even harder, because I'm like, it's not even part of him anymore! It doesn't have, it doesn't have to be there! It can go somewhere else! Put it on his arm! I don't know. <laughs> Make it a punch weapon. Uh... No, I'm... It, it, it does take a lot of punch out of this that we just got done just having a, a Voyager Seeker mole just like rammed down our throats. Seven and, times! Mm-hmm. And I feel like Hasbro's justification is going to be, well, this one will make the cone heads from. And you know, yeah, sure. Like, I'm not I'm not gonna gonna say, oh, I don't want cone heads out of this, because like, yeah, I'll take like, I, I'm I am interested in cone heads. I'd like to see if they could do anything else with the cone head uh, thing on this, other than like a new head sculpt, like back in the 06 mold. Like, it'd be kind of cool if they could it'd be kind of cool if instead of having that nose cone on his back, he could actually have to, to flip up and go on his head. Uh, I'm not expecting it, but that'd be kind of neat. Uh... Also, don't harp on the cage. The cage is fine. I don't mind the cage all that much. It's it's, it's, it's here's the thing. I got, I got to looking at that. Go okay. I, I I don't know why that's there. Because it is just like a weird thing sticking out of the chest. I get back to looking at the cartoon. Oh, it's to emulate the shape of the chest in the cartoon. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah, the because the because the cockpit section doesn't go all the way up to the top of the chest in the animation. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't like hate the cage. Um, it, like if I'm gonna say there's something on here, I just do not like. It is that thing, the the nose cone cockpit thing sticking up behind his head. Like mm-hmm. that, that's the thing that I find is really is interfering with me when I look at this. <laughs> uh, 
And you know what? It's the tip of a thing that's probably on a bunch of hinges. That's something that could be easily replaced with an, an add-on piece of some kind if someone made one that, you know, collapsed together or something. It had a couple joints on it. And I'd be I'd be into that. Um, but, yeah, this is probably a figure that will probably get repainted at least four times. So, uh, hopefully, hand-feel-wise and, you know, uh, tactile-wise, it's up there and comfortable. Yeah. Everyone think back. The original version of this mold was d- repainted what thirty times? Yeah, if, I mean, in that case, yeah. that's, that's when we had territorial um, redecos as well. So we had it six times, and then Japan had it six times, and then we had the Coneheads and Seekers another four. Or five. It was very. I don't think that situation is ever going to happen again. Because <laughs> uh, boy, howdy. But that, remember, that was back in the age where like they didn't want to do the same mold too many times in one year, which is why we had to go to BotCon to get half the Seekers for a while. Yeah. Yep. And this this year, seven times. Oh yeah, they're they're ready and set to go if they think it'll it'll do well. <laughs> and I mean, they said they said quote you know quote unquote paraphrasing we finished sets. So I'm like, they're gonna do Thundercracker and Skywarp somewhere somehow. Yeah. If they do cone heads, that would be instead of the rainmakers. Is how I would parse that. Well, I I feel like I feel like the reason we didn't get cone heads is because they were never as tetra jets. Yeah, like th- this is covering all the tetra jet bases. Oh, and we threw a red one in because reasons. Because target. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know that's their color scheme: red, a dot. Uh. But yeah, any other thoughts on uh, the new Earthrise stuff? Because I think that's all the reveals, uh, Earth Earthrise wise, that were in color. Earthwise, Earthwise, Earthrise. Someone told me is an actual term. Yeah, uh, that's kind of neat. I like that it's one word. Um, it makes sense when they explain it because yeah, it's the rise of the Earth when you're on the moon or you know some other. I mean, contextually, it is usually if you're standing on the moon and you see the Earth coming up, that's the Earthrise. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Um, just you know, quickly, other things they had, um, generations wise on the table, they had those cell shaded, um, or cell styled Megatron and Optimus figures standing there. I am still astonished they pulled that off in production. And I am still also like, I'll probably pick them up because I think they look cool. But like, TJ, you, I think you were really spot on. Like, Earthrise Optimus is really just, he's not just eating that cell Optimus's lunch. He like took his bag too. <laughs> and and shoved him out of the chair and then farted on him like that's you know it's like it's like they're showing those cell shaded ones and it's like yeah here's what they look like for i guess when we do it on the earthrise one uh also it's worth mentioning earthrise optimus does not have blue hands in production and someone asked about that they weren't able to get the blue plastic to work uh as those hands and they couldn't paint them um hmm. i'm assuming it's it's basically it was a materials issue is why the hands are gray uh, is is the word from the show floor. Um, for those who don't know, who are listening, might be listening for the first time in a while or something, or we haven't talked about it in a while, I can't remember. But there are plastics that are not paintable in production. They are paintable by hand, but in mass production, uh, palm plastic often cannot take um, like the kind of paint that they would do when mass producing something. Um, so it makes me wonder if maybe the hands are palm. I don't think they are. So it then makes me wonder if they couldn't be painted because of the, the knuckle hinge. Uh, anyway, long story short, they wanted the hands to be blue, and apparently they are not, so bust out your blue paints. That's what I'll say. 
Uh, any other Earthrise thoughts from you guys? Or shall we get into... Uh, there's two other things. Uh, and one of them I'm way more excited to talk about. Uh, there's going to be a good Cyberverse toy line. And I've given up on that. So I'm kind of hyped. Uh, they showed the first wave of Cyberverse Deluxe figures, and they're gonna—they're coming with Build-A-Figure parts. The first eight figures will come with the parts to make Macadam, which is lit. But then that's like, okay, so that means there's four other Deluxe figures happening. That's also getting me, like, jittering in my seat. And then I'm like, if this works out, and Cyberverse continues to air, would they then not be doing, if they were going to do a second wave, would it not be another eight figures? So another two waves? And I'm I'm starting to get very greedy. Uh, anyway, we were shown Optimus Prime, Megatron, Shockwave, Bumblebee, and the Build-A-Figure Macadam that they will make half of. Uh, Macadam is kind of getting me excited because if you look at how he goes together, primarily with ball socket joints, and if you look at how his stomach and hips are a separate piece from his chest and shoulders, that tells me that there might be like a stomach joint, like an ab joint, not like a crunch necessarily, but some kind of maybe tiltable ball joint in there. In the uh, middle of it? I don't think so, Tim. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to write it off till we see it in person. Just the fact that those are two separate pieces, uh, and they're using ball socket connections for what looks like all of the connectivity. Uh, I mean, he, he's going to have like a mid, mid-chest, mid but I don't think he's got anything in his in his abs. Well, that's, that's what I mean, is I, I interchangeably use all those words. Okay. Like a mid-torso joint that is not just left to right, is what I'm thinking. Uh, I'm not expecting like a deep crunch or anything. I'm just thinking it might be have a little bit of wiggle, which would be pretty incredible on an on a official Transformers toy. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has a hammer because he's an action figure and he needs a weapon of some kind. But uh, these, like we just talked about in the past month about how those Spark Armor toys, damn, they finally made a good Cyberverse Bumblebee that vaguely looks like Cyberverse Bumblebee. It's uh, still a good figure. That is missing a bunch of key details, namely the door wings. Uh, so, the, hey, here's a deluxe that's coming out. I am mm-hmm. uh, so over the moon because this is a chance that even RID 2015 didn't get. Uh, Warrior toys were kind of like deluxes, but they were not called deluxes. And they were still like in this weird mid-range in, in what they were trying to do. These look like just deluxe toys from a Generations line. Uh, like they all, it looks like their quote unquote gimmick is they have an effect part, but you know what? So does the friggin' siege lines. In fact, parts are part of siege. So it's still topical. Anyway, uh, I don't have lots of specific thoughts about these other than the fact that the bumblebee is really exciting me for having the door wings and the shoulder things and looking like he does in the show. Uh, shockwave, uh, is probably the best that they've done. And unless he goes Voyager scale, it's the best we're going to get. I just wish that, the front of the alt mode could extend forward on a little ball joint and look around because that's kind of like a bug face. Uh, if you've watched the show, um, it looks it, it's it's a head, and on a lot of, on all the toys so far, it's not presented really as a head. Um, but yeah, like I'm I am so excited about these. I think these look aces. Uh, you know, there's a bit of slop here and there that I'm sure I could get more granular on, but just the fact that these are even happening makes me so happy because I like Cyberverse a lot. Uh, that show really picked it up, and I, I was hoping to have better toys uh, than what were available, and I was settling for Spark Armor. I'm still happy with what I got, but, but, mm, yeah. Uh, TJ, you're a fellow, actually, you're the original Spark Armor aficionado of this group. Uh, mm. 
How does it feel after all that talk about that Bumblebee and and kind of not in a, in a way that denigrates on that Bumblebee figure, right? But that kind of almost like, yeah, this is the best we're going to get. And then they show this and I'm like, were you listening the whole time? Like, I don't know. I'm really excited <laughs> about this. Uh, how are these striking you? I mean, there is part of me that wonders, is Cyberverse just doing that well? Or is it just like, is the cartoon going over that well with the collectors that they decide, oh, yeah, yeah, let's just do a Generations line of those deluxes? I mean, it's like, it's going over well with a demographic, but it's going over as well as RID 2015 did, at least like like anecdotally. Uh, and may- maybe maybe it's doing bonkers on YouTube. Like they are putting it directly on YouTube, and maybe are getting better feedback that way. But yeah, like <laughs> this is making me sit here. I'm looking at these. And I'm just like, this is great. In three years, can you please do this for the original rescue bots? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they do look. They all look really really solid. They all have a lot of attention to detail. Good articulation. This, I, yeah, it's like. The Bumblebee especially is just, like, so spot on, giving me so many of the right details. And then, like, the Megatron is so much better because it's not trying to use its arms as just the turret. Like, it actually has a top of the tank. And then I I got worried about the shoulder range. Then I saw the cuts at the top for the ball socket stems. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, he can can T-pose that boy. Okay. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, look at his face sculpt. Yeah. That is, there's a lot of character going into that. That's like some animated level, like character work in that sculpt. That's, I mean, this is a not not a hundred percent accurate, but my immediate reaction to the head sculpt on him was like the head sculpt on the ultimate or the supreme or whatever. That was part of the reason why people picked that toy up because it was just a very good sculpt of that head. Uh, and now we we actually got it on like a more you know interactable figure for for posing and such uh yeah like (laughs) these are so these are my my big thing now is like who's going to be in the second wave and i know everyone i want won't fit so who's if i were picking who would i who would i throw off the bus to to to, like who would i pull into the life raft with me to fill out the second wave (laughs) of this and i'm like number like immediately like obviously windblade's gonna be in the second wave she has to be uh Character selection wise, as long as they change how she transforms, for the love of God, do something new. Probably not going to change how she transforms, but <laughs> but okay, it's so the same toy I bought five years ago. Good. Hope, hopefully, it'll be a good one of those. You know, like the Titans Return one was a real good one of those. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like, uh, here's the thing: is I, I'm pretty sure they're going to do Starscream. Here's my fear, though, going off every single other Cyberverse toy for the most part, is if they do Starscream, the thing that a lot of people who didn't watch the show don't know is Starscream is a unique character model. Slipstream and the other Seekers are a completely different model from Starscream. So the fact that Starscream is repainted into Slipstream and the other Seekers is incredibly wrong in every direction. So I'm really hoping that one of the deluxes they're doing is Slipstream first. Because if they do a deluxe slipstream, they could repaint her a million times and do all the throwbacks they need to do. So, Because if you do a Cyberverse Deluxe Starscream, I really want him to look like he does in the show. That means he doesn't look like the other Seekers. Not even in his jet mode. So I'm kind of hoping, because I think Windblade and Starscream are very likely. I really hope it's Windblade, Starscream, Slipstream, and then a fourth. 
Uh, and I, I kind of hope the fourth is, isn't Grimlock. I kind of hope Grimlock is either somehow a Voyager or a Build-A-Figure. But I want this, if they do a second Build-A-Figure, I want it to be Rack and Ruin because he's perfect as a build Anyway, this this line has my brain firing. <laughs> Lots of cylinders. Uh, Aaron, uh, are you feeling much for these Cyberverse figures? I don't know how how deep into this journey you are with us here. Um, I think that they're interesting. I'm not sure if I'm going to get into it more than picking up maybe ones or twos. Oh, then you're going to be one of those Marvel Legends collectors who's got yeah bath parts. <laughs> I'm I'm fine with that because McAdam doesn't transform. Oh boy. <laughs> I but mean, he's... hey, I I, ha- I have the um, transmutate build a figure that that was that horrible thing that didn't even pose you could move one of its arms up and down yeah mechanum is like an actual interesting and notable character who yeah. is pro- possibly oh, I, yep. also god like we're... yeah yep <laughs> i know I, I i get it i just have to have to find lines somewhere to make myself feel better about spending a lot of money on robot toys that are sometimes seemingly the same thing over and over and over again i mean i mean if you just if you skip that star scream then yeah that makes room for two of these basically oh okay so, yeah <laughs> you were already yeah, like, you, had, you already said i'm probably gonna pick up one or two so the other one or two just get them instead of star scream well, let me go tell the <laughs> bank about your genius idea here for me yeah thank you thank you i want some recognition uh yeah, I am just so over the moon that Cyberverse is getting this chance. I was just so sure that they wouldn't. I was like, maybe someday third parties will make non-transforming Cyberverse figures. Because this, the Cyberverse love demographic is loud, but I don't know how big we are. So, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm so happy. <laughs> This excited me more than Earthrise altogether. Like, all of the Earthrise things look fine. They look, in fact, great. But they do not elicit the sheer, like, gleeful noise I made seeing the Cyberverse figures. Like, these deluxes. Like, I'm, I am astonished. I, now I just hope Cyberverse gets to get into uh, a length that goes past three seasons. Because, you know, Rescue Bots is now, into, is now over. It's a different show. Rescue Bots Academy is a different show. Uh, Rescue Bots, you know, currently is the longest running Transformers episodic. Uh, I sure love to say it was because I would like to say the new longest running episodic is Cyberverse. That is that is what I would like to be able to say in a few years. We'll find out. Uh, anyway, the last thing revealed near Comic Con during the Sci Fi Wire stream. I'm is that a TV uh, channel? That looks like it's a TV channel. Sci-fi wire. Yes, that's that's a web thing. Yeah. Maybe Who, whoever these sci-fi wire kids are. Uh during the panel as as is now tradition, a piece of a new Titan toy was shown. Um and we saw the we didn't see the head mode, but we saw the um I don't know how you put this. We saw the head uh, in its robot mode of uh, probably a Scorponok. Uh, uh, that means you saw Lord Zarak. Yeah, we saw Lord Zarak, the deluxe transformer who has a little Titan Master. Uh, and he's got big things that look like the sides of Scorponok's head on the outsides of his arms. And I think that a deluxe who turns into a head is a great way to solve the old problem of how do we do Scorponok's head right. 
Uh, just do them like Fortress Maximus. So there's not lots to say because it was a resin of a robot mode, and all we saw was the head comes off, and we didn't see the big head mode either. But uh, it seems like they're on the right path, and hey, Scorponok is the next Titan figure. Uh, now that I've seen some digibashes, I'm mostly just curious, like, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be an original tooling, but some people digibashed, uh, who was it? Was it Omega Supreme into Scorponok shape? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't even think a- it was digibashed. I think it was just like transformed. Oh yeah, they didn't even put the colors on. They were just like, look at this. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. What's yeah. this? As I was like, I see it, but also I kind of hope that's not that's not what what is happening because because that is that is still a bit of a stretch. And Scorponox alt mode can just be assumed by a human to a certain degree. Mm-hmm. So you lie down, bend your legs, and hold your arms up. So uh, I hope more is going on there. But uh, Aaron. Uh, you got much reaction to this? You got much hype knowing the next Titan figure? Uh, it's one of those, like, not surprised surprises. Yeah, this seemed like, like the most rote answer to who would every, be the next Titan. Everybody was kind of counting on the fingers and saying where it was going, so... <laughs> it's like we've run out of other Titans, it seems. Yeah. Uh, Unless they decide to go to, like, Metro Titan and throw us all for a loop. <laughs> We're never making Scorponok, in fact. Um, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm I'm still looking for an Omega Supreme that's not uh, far too expensive and sold out. So, I mean, that's going to be Siege Omega Supreme, right? Is he sold out in America? Uh, Hasbro Pulse, he's been sold out, and a couple other places. I was like, oh, I'll go look here. They had tossed another like thirty or forty dollars on the uh, the price from Hasbro Pulse, which made me huh. cringe and back away with my hands in the air. So weird i mean i've seen them at a bunch of online shops at normal price too so really yeah i've I've seen him floating around at retail and i also suspect like he's like titan figures tend to be like come the end of the year they're gonna really like like yeah well i mean so the the other things is there is like the ollies in town that in the past has gotten uh the those guys ought to to, for like fifty dollars or seventy dollars or whatever so so there, there's a part of me that's like potentially holding out. Oh, you want to mm. do the Ollie's gamble on not, a new Titan? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. But it was. It's okay. it's a thing that didn't, hasn't felt nearly as like FOMO um, on it. Like yeah, I, I this retailer yeah they've they've got it for a little bit more than retail and then like twenty five dollars shipping. But Hasbro Dang. Pulse, I've got free shipping. Come on. So just, yeah, I, I I figure there's probably going to be. I think there's a decent chance of another Hasbro Pulse restock on that guy. Yeah, I don't like, I don't know why they want it with it being the premier place and all that stuff. Um, yeah, but hey, I mean they revealed the story behind the first all female combiner, so they got that going for them too. <laughs> yeah, well, no, they uh, they actually changed that. Uh, TJ, were you the one who updated that? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, the front of their webpage still the says the first all female. Did they change it back? I, I'm looking at it right now. No, it's... no, no! I just checked it. We're revealing Orthia, the all-female yeah. combiner. Refresh. You still got an old cookie or something? Because I'm seeing. Oh yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. So they they caught on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough people dunked on that typo. Because uh, that was a really funny. T- yeah, they for those who don't know, they they put up a, a kind of some some soft fiction for Orthia. 
which is pretty cool. But they in the in the um, the subheader to the headline, they said revealing the story behind Orthia, the first all female combiner. A whole lot of people went like, you know, it wasn't that long ago that we voted on Victorion. <laughs> <laughs> We still remember. <laughs> this isn't like friggin' wrestling canon where we forget what happened six months ago. Like we, and, and so it was altered. But uh, I mean, I mean, for, first first five part combiner that only uses two molds. Like that is also all first yeah. here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, heads up. Good for me as well. Lancer is back in stock on Pulse. I'm not buying her off Pulse, but uh, that... it's not showing up as on in stock for me. Really. Oh, sold, sold out. out again. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Although and, Omega Supreme just showed up, and uh, oh, hey, uh, look, I fixed hmm, the universe yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, here, let's talk about what we got off topic, and we'll. Uh, yeah, Aaron, you handle that. Dis- discuss why I'm I'm I just emptied out of my cart, and I'm going to cringe and hope it's still around in a week. Yeah, or you can just you know you can handle it now. We won't tell anyone. Don't worry. It's just yeah, some recorded no, podcast that's going to go out, and people will all hear it. Uh oh man, Lancer was I guess that must have just been they found another box of them or something. I'm yeah. I'm hopeful I, I you know, just pulse is too expensive to get um stuff shipped from there. And in fact, getting stuff shipped from America to here is too expensive. So I just didn't want to. Um I don't I want Lancer a lot. I do not want Lancer enough to pay like fifteen bucks shipping, uh, on top of twenty bucks. So I'm gonna hold out that we get a Canadian uh, release on her. If not, then I'll just pick her up inside a convention floor where prices don't matter. But uh, yeah, that Orthia uh, article I think is kind of cool. Like it's like a tech spec for Orthia, um, and it's it's sort of it's sort of outside of most any continuity. It's just very generic, like Soulless Prime stuff. But it's it's neat. Uh, anyway, yeah. Now I'm. Now I'm refreshing that lancer page to see if maybe i can just f5 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 i mean i clearly somehow fixed aaron's uh, omega supreme product page so maybe i can fix lancers as well uh anyway that's been the new york comic-con uh stuff um and i even clicked away from the topic list to go look at this uh yeah, it's 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 all uh, I think pretty exciting stuff um cyberverse making it all very exciting uh, earth rise is cool but man, that's cyberverse stuff. Uh, that brings us to some listener questions. We got one here from Cosmo Glide, uh, who says, "Greetings, WTFers." Pretty straightforward question. Do you, perchance, have any insight as to why third parties have gone into doing either Legends or Masterpiece scale with nary and in between to be found? I am sure I'm not the only fan who would happily pay third party premiums for figures that look good next to my mainline deluxes and Voyagers. I see all these Legends figures, and all I can do is wish they offered them in a deluxe scale. Thanks, James, aka Cosmo Glide. I'll quickly throw in I always feel this, I mean, this is really like calling like hairs from follicles, but like Mastermind Creations reformatted. I know people call it MP scale. I really don't call it mp scale like it's kind of its own thing now but it is a lot more like classic scale stuff in my opinion uh it's just everyone's a voyager if that makes any sense but um like you know sort of sort of fuzzy lines here uh i'd say this this sentiment is true for a lot of what's on that market is a lot of it is pocket scale or masterpiece scale uh and I think that's primarily because that seems to be the two demographics that are most happy and ready to buy a whole ton of what comes out the moment it comes out. 
uh, pocket scale stuff is, uh, I don't think any of those, I don't think any company expected pocket scale stuff to hit as hard as it did. It hit me right away. It hit a lot of other people right away and we all yelled about it. And then I think it spread to other folks because it's getting to handle these unofficial things that are new engineering, but also they're not a hundred bucks a figure and they don't take up a ton of space. Uh, so I think it's just, it's an effective and really solid scale to work in. Like not even scale, but you know, scale of product. It fits in your pocket in robot mode. Uh, masterpiece scale is because, uh, the people, uh, who have a lot of money and who, who seem quite ready to buy several extremely expensive figures all at once also happen to be trying to fill out masterpiece shelves. So it's, I think the answer to this question is those are the two demographics who readily spend the most money, uh, and thus projects in those two going towards those two demographics have a very reliable audience. Like masterpiece scale stuff, uh, is still quite a cash cow. I think in that marketplace, in that context, uh, like fans toys just put out their version of blur, which looks like, uh, if I were to editorialize, uh, kind of trash, like the other fans toys, 86 movie figures they've put out, uh, very screen accurate robot modes, very screen accurate vehicle modes, a garbage transformation and some key points of articulation being compromised in some way. That's kind of the story to me of the fans toys, 86, uh, movie characters. However, there are people who share some of those criticisms yet still go like, anyway, can't read it. Can't, can't wait to buy mine. I'm never transforming it anyway. So like, Masterpiece scale stuff, there's this market of folks who are happy to buy a $100 to $150 figure that where they're paying for engineering that exists on the figure to transform it that a number of them seem to have no intention of interacting with more than 0.7 to 1.1 times. So I like to me, that's the answer to the question. I kind of want to jump all over this one because I have a lot of thoughts about that stuff. <laughs> but... uh yeah, I think it's just anything in between is is it's too in between to know someone's gonna want to buy it is really the main problem. Um, but uh, I don't know, like like Aaron, TJ, you guys have messed with third party legend stuff a whole lot. I think it's it, if I'm remembering correctly, you guys tend to mess with the legend stuff a lot more than the masterpiece scale stuff. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I I would say it's exactly along those lines. It's where's the money at that and like. How would you necessarily improve on the deluxe Voyager price point that Hasbro isn't doing? Paint? It's filling them out with vo- like a deluxe with Voyager level engineering. It's, it's like right. the Legends thing, right? Right. It, but but it's but. a thing that's such a small wedge of what you'd have to do to compete with what Hasbro already does. And then, like, okay, deluxes now are $20.00. If you gave them the $30 toy treatment, but in the $20 size, and it's what's that a... going to be at 30 party? That's going to be a 50 or $60 toy? Yeah, 60 easily, I would say. And so, you know, let's be nice to it. And let's say the $60 toy, probably a little bit more. Like, Oh, you know, there, there is a, there's a direct, there's a direct uh, com- comparison. Make toys, combiner limbs are roundabouts that. Yeah. So, and, and so it's, I, I'd say it's really hard. Like, you know, I just got Mirage and he's right here. And man, if I'm really a Mirage fan, like, okay, maybe his transformation's a little bit better and maybe, maybe his joints let him dig a little bit further. Is that worth a three to four times more expensive than this decently good toy out of, out of stock retail? 
Like I, I, I think that we're in a a new age in comparison to maybe how some of the other lines were where the 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 retail toys are good and poseable and and they're hitting a lot of the notes that it seems like they were maybe missing in the past. It's hard to like show where that one up is and not make it be and for five times as much money you can get twice as good a toy where when you go either way small Hasbro's not doing anything like that or if you go way big they're not really doing much like that they're they doing do, they do one about- or two big masterpiece releases and another one or two smaller repaint things through the year yeah, and there's a th- lot of other space to fill in it's like one or two big masterpiece releases, then three or four medium ones, and you know you start rolling together Beast Wars and movie with all that, right? And it's it's uh, yeah, like <laughs> not really a crowded marketplace, but like um, Hasbro's not able to release. Like, there's no feasible way Hasbro sits down or Hasbro Takaratomi even sit down and go like, oh, we absolutely will do every single G1 character in masterpiece in a timely oh. fashion. Like, that's not feasible. So. That's and every four why. years, we have to circle back to Optimus Prime. Oh, yeah. And every, every, every six years, we'll do another Megatron. That's another reason why Masterpiece Scale third-party stuff um, is able to so continuously just sort of like happily survive, as far as I know, is because there's always cast members who either do not exist in that scale or their existing toy in that scale is considered unsatisfactory um, by enough people. Uh, and yeah, I can, uh, I've, the, the blur thing is just really recently on my mind. I want to, I want to abuse that toy some more, but I won't, <laughs> um, TJ, you have any, any thoughts on this as well? Uh, a lot of my sentiment would echo what Aaron was saying. Part of it is, yeah, it's where the money is, but also it's the area where they aren't directly competing with Hasbro and Takara, which, which is not as like a legal standpoint. It is a standpoint of... <laughs> Ever since Combiner Wars, I think, that Voyager Deluxe scale has gotten really dangerous to release a figure for because when there's a decent figure for 30 bucks on a shelf, it's hard to convince people to pay $100 for your fancy version. Mm-hmm. So there's less competition in the Masterpiece scale and the Legend scale. It's, you know, it's just as simple as that. It's the, it's the most surefire way of getting a design made. Yeah, and I'll 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 just throw in here if it's not a, like really clear, but like I'm we're kind of leaving out like personal tastes in all of this and trying to identify the market demographics, kind of overall swings, um, and obviously very anecdotally. <laughs> but you know, you go you go just read enough discussions, you kind of start to pick up on a lot of a lot of tastes, and and it seems like a lot of the the market tends to synchronize with a lot of that sentiment. Uh, one other thing I'll say is the third party demographic. Uh, there are some very outspoken people in that demographic who have extremely large amounts of expectation from any figure that comes out, and a legend scale figure often. Uh, gets a pass on some crits because it is legend scale while a masterpiece scale figure has an audience ready to pay the 100 to 250 dollars depending on the size of it uh where uh, a company could just f- try to tick all those boxes with sheer budget attrition 
and just pile in every feature that they think someone will want so that those are no longer uh, easy crits to drop on it. Um, and I suspect in the case of fans toys, not to single them out, but I am, they've also identified enough that a lot of their mar- their market just wants the toy to be able to transform without actually having to transform, which is the only way I can possibly explain why, why they're having apparently some solid success with these toys whose transformations are legitimately unpleasant. Uh, well, I guess not legitimately unpleasant, but things that are unpleasant in an outdated feeling way is if I'm trying to be as objective as possible with the statement. Uh, I suspect that they know that they don't need the transformation to be pleasant necessarily. It just has to be present. So at a masterpiece scale, it's like you can do that and you also can occupy that price point and fill it out with enough engineering, blah, blah. Uh, I, I am grumpy about some things, I think. Uh, but I'm not grumpy about that listener question. I appreciate it. Thank you, Cosmoglide, a.k.a. James. And we got one more listener question here from Optimus Philip. He says, hello again. I've got a somewhat random question for all the podcast hosts. Have you ever held any misconceptions about the Transformers brand? If so, what were they? And how did you find out you were wrong? I feel like this could be a fun one. Thanks again. I actually have an immediate one if we need it. But have either of you guys got an immediate one that you could throw hmm. in here? Or do you want not me to... Not that jumps to mind. All right, I can I can fill time here. I mean, I mean, I won't say I've always been right about everything, but I can't think of things that I came into thoughts and then did what? a significant turn. At least I, got, I can think of right now at like eleven thirty at night. I got one, and it's not necessarily like Transformers, the brand super specific, but it it was about Transformers toys. Aaron, I think we both may have been on this track for some period. I don't know. Precisely like when we, I know how I got off of it. It was when I was told by someone from an industry that I was wrong. Uh, but there was a decent time when I feel like, at least me, I was very hung up on the notion of parts count in toys and like using that as a metric, uh, between the price points. Um, kind of explaining difference between sizes and whatnot uh parts count does matter but if i remember correctly it was it was someone in industry it might have been aaron archer uh who said parts count is not as much of a mathematic constant as i think it is uh i i could have told you that no but no because we, we both used to talk about parts count all the time well i and i think a was... lot of people talked about parts count yeah and it, it and was... you're gonna have like similarities within the size but that's more so because in in manufacturing things you're going to have so many frames and what fits inside that frame and if it's one giant part that's going to be the same price as if you had a bunch of small parts yeah but i remember we were like in the early 2010s we were often using the phrase very interchangeably and I, I, this is like now trying to remember stuff from like nine I, years I could ago. See, I, I could see us maybe saying it more towards like the complexity of it. Yeah. Or at least where I, granted this is modern Aaron thinking, what does nine years ago Aaron think he's saying? Um, I could see that potentially be thinking about like the complexity of it. So something that's not very complex is going to be less expensive than something that is very complex. Yeah. Same sizes and everything else. Yeah, it was um, it was a, a, just a very specific thing that that immediately you know made sense when I when whoever it was in industry that it was in toy industry someone had mentioned it. it this is all fuzzier than I thought it was about five minutes it's ago. You, also, you get a word in your head and you just keep 
chewing on it and using it any place you can, like durometer. Yeah. Well, durometer I was using just because I was like, man, I like that word. It's fun to say. And it's 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 I actually found it easier to say than the softness of. Because mm-hmm. uh, the softness of durometer. It's same syllables, actually, but one word. I don't know. Less particles. Particles? Articles. Less articles. Um, I think I might actually have another immediate one. Now I'm thinking about it. Um, quickly, though, Aaron, do you have any anything come to mind that you can remember? Uh, Not off the top of my head. I know, I know that I have changed my my opinions on things, but I don't know. Like misconceptions has a different load than change your opinion. I'm 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 taking misconception in the widest, most open and fuzzy definition. Um, not like changed opinion, but just like you know, you were pretty sure you knew a thing, and it's like, oh, I learned something today that like you know, uh, slotted in place of that previous confident knowledge. <sighs> I keep thinking back to, to packaging variant Aaron from way, way, way back. And I'm like, there's probably something buried in there somewhere, but I don't, I don't know what it yeah, is. Yeah. But even the back with <laughs> packaging variant, Aaron, he worked very hard to be like well-researched on topics. He's discussing. <laughs> Speaking about him in the um, third I, person, I, 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 like I also it. feel like that might be why I, again, why I'm saying the word misconceptions and in, in, in a different phrase because generally I, I try not to talk on topics that I don't feel as if I have a decent grasp upon, hmm. and and I don't like just jump it at things without feeling like I oh, this, know what I'm talking about for real, real. This doesn't have to be things that were publicly stated. This could just be something that even well, privately you're like, well, I think this is how this goes. Yeah. Even then, like, I think this is how this goes leads to me spending hours upon hours on <laughs> Google and Wikipedia to find out how it actually goes. Cause, cause for me, all the, a lot of the ones I'm thinking of, like the one I just shared, it's, it's less like a thing about the Transformers brand and more about, the making of media and product in general, but it just happened to all be Transformers product and media, if that makes any sense. So, like, mm-hmm. things I thought about how comics are made, it happened to be about Transformers comics. Things about toys happened to be about Transformers toys. Um, but I do have a Transformers-specific one I thought of, uh, I guess. It's very loose use of misconception. Uh, TJ, did anything pop to mind for you about misconceptions you might have had? Uh, nothing, nothing major. I would think like I'm kind of like Aaron in that I try to keep pretty well researched and knowledge on what it is I talk about, especially something like this that I tend to talk about a lot. Yeah. Hence, hence the episode number. I'm thinking um, of like, like even going back to pre podcast us or like pre 2007. Well, yeah, I feel like it has to be something around that, those lines. Yeah. Where like, Oh my god, like how far back do I have to go to find something that was like, nope, you were wrong. The thing that comes to mind the most is this I guess I had the cynical idea in my head because like this is me just being like the Transformer elitist of thinking thinking that uh Transformers came first and GoBots were just knockoffs. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean that got around. Well, I think it's just a natural thing because like that's the winner. So like yeah. of course the winner came for like um, and then, like, doing my research and educating myself, I was like, okay, uh, GoBots debuted first. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, also, there's plenty of GoBots doing things Transformers did 
way better. Yeah, that, that's kind of one of the secret fandom-wide misconceptions is that GoBots are bad. Uh, most people I know who went to to try to confirm it come out the other side going, GoBots are pretty cool, mm-hmm. which uh, is one of my mm-hmm. favorite things. I, I will say right now, because I'm, I'm realizing something, I'm going to make a bold statement here. We probably are not all not, like, we probably all are wrong about something and have been wrong about something at some point. Uh since starting the podcast we probably have some kind of misconception somewhere uh but we also probably don't know it <laughs> uh it's it's unlikely that we're all correct about everything all the time now but i think part of having a misconception right now would would involve us not knowing it's a misconception so there there's going to be that caveat to this question uh there is a decent chance we are unaware of misconceptions we have yeah. right now <laughs> Yeah, there's something in our heads we're absolutely certain of that we're just completely off and we'll never know it. Like, I know right now there's this fandom-wide misconception that Siege Soundwave has a bad alt mode, and I'm I'm waiting for the everyone to get educated and come around on that, but, you know, we're gotta, gotta take it in baby steps. Um, the other one I have is discovering that Transformers stories are almost categorically more interesting to me when they are before or after the Great Civil War and not so much during it. Uh, that's something that has been proven to me many times now in the last 10 years. And if you had told me that, like, back in, like, the, the mid-late aughts, that I'd be into Transformers who are not having fights, I'd have been like giving you a real side eye and also going like, if you're a time traveler, can you tell me who I like, am I going to be famous? Uh, but I, I think that like the idea of transformer stories being their most interesting to me, uh, when they are either leading to or coping with the consequences of their war is, is way more interesting. Like that's something I really had. a I guess I'll say a misconception about years, years and years ago. Uh, so hopefully that answered the question somewhat. Um, the log- the logic of how difficult it might be to note misconception in a window like this occurred to me while Aaron was giving his answers. So mm-hmm. uh, if we have had misconceptions where we forgot about having them and you all remember, let us know in the thread. <laughs> uh, although there's also going to be this fine line between yeah. like misconception and just our own opinion. Like Yeah, the, and, the and call me out on thing. Twitter, but don't mention the episodes. So it just seems like you're randomly attacking me. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that time <laughs> when you threw a knife at my head you had a misconception about something then and you're like I never threw a knife at your head and you're like you just throw them so often you don't remember Aaron doesn't throw knives very often not very I'll, often I'll be bold and make that statement um, anyway those are some listener questions let's uh, let's head into our little, our little end capper here some off topic what else we got this week Aaron it sounds like you did something yeah, I, I I got to file an insurance claim today. <laughs> oh, what well, uh, about your was is this the knuckle thing? What? No, no. Okay. Um, so it's been like today. It was stupid windy, and uh, Alfie. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> le- left the house this morning to find that a branch had fallen out of the tree. In front of the house and uh, taking out the windshield on the truck. I saw that photo today. So, yeah. <laughs> that, that looked uh, brutal. Yeah, that was... I I pasted off. It was about a 14 or 15 foot long branch that was uh, 
I, I'd say about yay big around, but you can't see how big yay big. Take your hands and thumb to thumb, <laughs> middle finger to middle finger, about that big around. Yeah. Sorry, there's um, nothing more entertaining to this day than someone doing a podcast and realizing their hand gesturing while podcasting. It yeah. still still gets me every time. <laughs> yeah, so it's about uh, three to four inch diameter down the length of it. Uh, near as we can tell, it basically just like harpooned it, then fell over and broke apart. So uh, it's currently at the auto glass place to get new auto glass put in place. Um, but it was like $250 deductible on insurance, or I think the cheapest was like 400 If I tried to go entirely OEM, it would be another couple of days to get the, the front window that has the F-150 in the, in the top part because it's an F-150 and you have to have that badge on 18 different sides. Uh, I think that one was like almost six hundred dollars. I was just Ugh. like, what? Whatever gets it back on the road as quick as possible, and insurance will cover. It's costing me the same amount no matter what. So, well, now you gotta skip that Starscream to get all the Cyberverse yeah. stories. I mean, <laughs> and then I had the fun realization that like, oh, TFCon DC is this weekend, and I did call it off. I'm not going to be there, but I think. Uh, Alfie and I went back and like the last six or seven conventions, either the week before or the week after, we've had une- unexpected expenses. So it's like, thank goodness we didn't try this time. <laughs> and yeah, this time DC, DC, we could have made, but it would have been super tight on finances. Yeah. Just like, like the the trip to LA was was a great show, but it was kind of expensive because of the timing and everything and. And a couple other things that have gone on, it was just like, yeah, we could like really squirrel everything away and just make it, and then this two hundred fifty dollars would have broken deep into the uh, rainy day fund. So, uh, was a good thing to uh, not have coming. And this, uh, so I'm trying to remember from the photo this this thing, this this I'm not going to call it a stick. This this frigging Titanic. This branch, arm. this this large piece of lumber. Yeah, it, it, I mean, this is like it went in through the driver's side, right? Yeah. So it didn't. It penetrated the windshield, but then it fell off. So it didn't like the okay. dash is fine, and the steering wheel and all that stuff was fine. She drove it the like mile to get to where their shop was. And this was um, in the middle of the night when this thing fell, right? At, no, it it was during the day because when I went out this morning at like Whoa. seven o'clock to go to work. I I would have noticed all the other stuff that was in the street. So, that, so that's from my it. big that's my big reaction when I saw that photo. I was like, thank goodness that happened when no one was sitting in there. Oh yeah, for sure, <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, that would have been that would have been a, a pants changer, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, so that was was uh, a thing. Well, that's. You know, I, I was just I was just saying the, in the other in the previous episode we don't always uh, talk about toys here. We talk about you know appliances, for instance. Mm-hmm. That's always my go to because it starts with the letter A. Um, yeah, insurance starts with the letter I. It's still a verb. It's still valid. Yeah, um, and then it was funny because at work I had a few people like, "Oh no, you should just pay for that outright because your insurance just go up." I'm like, I've been paying insurance for so long on this truck. At this point, I could probably have bought a truck. <laughs> with all the insurance that and that I've never made a claim on. So uh they're gonna cover some portion of this while I'm still gonna pay more in the end. And uh 
if the rates go up, I'll make a quick phone call and say, hey, we're go- I'm going somewhere else because screw you guys. But State Farm is all of their stuff is like, you know, you've never made a claim before. So your first claim isn't going to be something crazy. And this is definitely deep into act of God territory. I wasn't. Yeah, you know, drive, someone friggin- I wasn't driving like a maniac, and now they've got to pay to replace the vehicle. Unless you were, you were doing was, caber tosses in your backyard yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this fell from the sky. It's <laughs> yeah, fits the definition one hundred percent. All right. Well, uh, hey, you know what? That means soon you can tell us that this week you got a new windshield. Yeah. Oh, hey. Um. Well, I'm going to assume that ate up most of your off-topic uh, budget for this, uh, yep, this that, segment. Yep, that's, so. that's also like why I said Omega Supreme, back in stock, <laughs> not getting it right now. You know what? I'm going to pat myself on the back for deciding not to try to peer pressure that to happen right away. Mm-hmm. Just did it. TJ, uh, what about you? Any off-topic stuff? Any appliances? Any insurance? Any horrific injuries? Um, I don't know. Any... Uh, uh, I, I, nothing terribly interesting like that just any lumber just to fall through your ceiling while you're asleep or something or not in the last two weeks all right all right i i I can talk about toys i have toys that's cool too we talk about those on here sometimes yeah (laughs) so you know how i mentioned that sometimes gobots did things better than transformers did hell yeah Mm -hmm. so i have a dread launcher named chaos yeah! Dread launchers were the GoBots equivalent of Duocons. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple weird ones, but they're all based down to something that flies on a big carrier truck. Yeah. Chaos was the normal one who turned into like a prototype jet and a carrier truck. And. They do a far better job. Aside from the fact they can actually interact with each other, the carrier truck has, like, a lift section so it can elevate the jet and, like, I don't know, like, launch it into takeoff, which I guess is the idea. Yeah, yeah, conceptually. Uh, Conceptually. Uh, Yeah, they are... They're more uniform. Like, the color scheme is consistent from torso to foot. And, yeah, they actually do a fair bit more articulation than the... I, I guess that's easy. That's not a high bar to say they do better articulation than the Duocons. Yeah, the Duocons especially, it's it's like saying that they have a forward range of motion on their shoulders, for instance. Yeah. Yeah, it's like six points of articulation on this guy. is like, oh, wow, like you're overachieving. Also, I'll just say I went to Google Dread Launcher Chaos to try to find the photo of all the Dread Launchers I saw um, when we talked about this a couple weeks ago, and mm. the first the first Google result is the video you put up three hours ago. So, FYI. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's either some SEO power or nobody cares. Well, here's that was a weird thing. It's like these are kind of rare, obscure GoBots because they weren't in the show and they were very late in the line. So mm. not a lot of people were even aware of these yeah. to the point where. I'm pretty sure my video is the first one ever made for these things. They they were in precisely one episode. Um, the the dread launchers. A their name is the dread launchers, right? Mm-hmm. Their names are chaos, revolt, and traitor. 
The episode they're in, if I recall correctly, is about how they're trainee guardians who turn evil by the end of the episode. It's like, yeah, yeah, one of them was called Traitor. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, what's your name, Traitor? Oh, what do you do? (laughs) Nothing. I'm a dread launcher. I'm here to be a good guy. (laughs) Uh, Because Revolt which I believe is one of the really weird ones. Uh, I have a very specific uh, devoted childhood memory. I love that toy. I never owned it, but a daycare program I used to go to as a very small child had a revolt that I always was camping on whenever I was at the daycare. And uh, when I stopped going, I wanted to know if we could, I could just take revolt home and I couldn't. Aw. Uh, and I was too young to understand why not. Revolt was like a flying spaceship carrier thing and like a mechanical bird. Yeah. 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 Then, then uh, Trader was like a really futuristic carrier truck and a bug. Yeah. Yeah, the, the animal ones, I think, are also really funny. It's, there's a whole thing. You can go real deep into these. The dread launchers were also kind of like, I think I talked to you about this off mic last time, but like, then you can get into the into the double machine robos who were like normal GoBot size duocons that also were better than the duocons. Mm-hmm. Uh, this goes deep, but the dread launchers were the big ones and Chaos was the best one. Um, yeah. by far. <laughs> Although his name is not literally Traitor, and so he doesn't have that pizzazz. <laughs> Yeah, but <laughs> uh, like, there's part of me that's almost disappointed that he doesn't have some weird pun name like a lot of the GoBots did. I mean, Revolt. So it's, like, it's also Revolt. Pretty... Like Revolt. Revolt kind of works as a pun for a robot that turns traitor. But yeah. like Chaos is just like you know, it's the end of the line. Who cares? Just get it on a toy shelf. Yeah, like Traitor is like no, his character profile thing is he's a traitor. Yeah, it's his name too. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, I found a screen cap of what they looked like in GoBots. You know, you know what they don't look like in GoBots? They don't look like the toys. They don't at all look like the toys. <laughs> Here's the, okay. I'll, I need to I'll, see I'll put, this. I'll put this in the in the text chat on this. There's traitor revolt and chaos as seen in the GoBots. Like they just look like <laughs> oh jeez yeah they they look they like many things bits. with the GoBots I feel like this is somebody explained it to them without images yeah you know I mean one of them's clearly a bug one of them's clearly chaos because he's got a jet thing mm-hmm. Revolt has wings they were very close outside of a lot of key details and also every single color. Yeah, uh, if you leave that stuff out, well, you know they they got the red eyes. They got the red eyes on two on one of them. Okay, on one. Hey, of chaos them. has chaos has his cat ears. That's close enough. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, that was that. Uh, I forgot now because you were telling me about this, and now I can't remember if I asked about whether this was a big spend or if this was hard to get a hold of. Or... Well, I mean, they don't come up on eBay often. Like this one, I think this one was like forty five bucks. That's still pretty which... good. Yeah, that's not yeah, it's not bad. And like I had I had it as a kid, so like that was one of those toys I really wanted to get back. Mm-hmm. So like that that's not that's not too bad to reclaim some childhood. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I would recommend anyone listening who doesn't know these, like look up Dread Launcher Chaos. Uh, in fact, there's a new YouTube video that just went up from someone I saw. 
um, which which features it as well. But uh, take a look at it, and you'll see what we mean about this looking better than the Duocons. And then go look at the double machine robos, and you'll see some real looks better than the Duocon stuff. <laughs> Uh, which also never came out in GoBots. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, on to pieces of plastic that do not change shape. Uh, I have I found a Lightning Collection Goldar. Oh, nice! I like that nice. figure a lot. Yeah. Uh, he, he is a, he is an exceptionally impressive figure. Yeah. Like, like I, I guess like because in my head it's like yeah he's the best Goldar figure. I was like that's not a high bar. No, there's like two. <laughs> I think there, I think I think we're up to I think there was up to three before this one. I Cause guess like, we, yeah, because like let's say Imaginex that had like a big Goldar figure. Oh, I forgot about Imaginex. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, like the sculpt on this thing is seriously impressive. Mm. Like someone went through with like a just fine-tooth comb to find all the details on the original mold, on the original suit. Like, down to, like, imperfections, like, actual suit damage is replicated in the sculpt. Yeah. And it, it, almost to the point, unfortunately, it makes me really poo-poo the specific shade of gold that ended up being presented. Uh-huh. Because I'm like, that shade of gold has this really specific effect where it washes out a lot of that sculpting, unless I'm looking for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's definitely a thing where, it, like, a wash, yeah, could make that just pop. I really just about any color when you have a bunch of detail on a thing like that is going to get is going to lose like your your detail. Well, so. This is a this is a gold that is bright enough and has a sheen that it adds mm-hmm. that it, it's like that light gray issue where it reflects light as well. So it makes little things like the cracks like start to disappear. And I mean, it's a real straightforward thing to wash. You get a brown ink. Games Workshop ink actually is probably super good for this. Um, the Agrax Earthshade and just go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only problem is it's not. He's like the least readily available lightning collection toy. So it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's hard to want to just go in blind doing that. You, you're probably going to want someone else to try it first. <laughs> um. But yeah, I, I thought he turned out great as well. I was really impressed with the wings, actually. Uh, yeah, like the the wings are nice. Like I, I love that they just just dead on replicate the range of motion that the costume wings did. Yeah, Is that one that that one fold in the middle and the hinges on the back, and it just flops. However, it did in the show. Yeah, even with all the armor, like I'd, I'd seen some people say they found the armor inhibited him a whole lot, and I was like, it gets in the way, but all things considered, I can get him into at least four very different poses, mm-hmm. uh, and that that's pretty darn good for a Goldar figure, uh, I think. Considering I'm pretty sure every Goldar figure before this just had, like, your standard 90s, like, forward, forward hinge articulation, then yeah. Yeah. And he's, I mean, he's, he's always in figurine form, always in like that one Goldar pose of like arms out and legs splayed and sword up. Yeah. Like I could get this figure to do that and also two other poses and then one more standing pose. So I'm like, Hey, that's already doing better. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The only, the only issue I did take with him was the color. Mm -hmm. Cause like there's part of me that realizes, well, they're going to avoid certain shades of gold because we know what that does. Yeah. Uh, but there's also, 
Also, like, they chose to highlight certain areas in actual gold paint, but they didn't extend that to the arms and the legs, so they just looked bare by comparison. Hmm. And then they went with the shade of red that's... Like, I got to looking at the original suit. The The shade of red they use for that undersuit on him is way too bright. It's more of, like, a fleshy tone to it in the show. Yep. That was and, the first thing I noticed when I went looking at pictures. <laughs> yeah. And, again, that's supposed to extend to, like, under the arms, and it's supposed to go to the back of the knees and all that, and all that skipped. Like, it, it's weird how much he seems designed for a full body wash in brown ink, or, like, even the red parts. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like the toy was meant to have that until, like, some last moment in production. I, I kind of feel like because this got shunted off to being a retail exclusive that they might have cut some corners here because it's not going to get as wide a distribution yeah the, like the physical toy is is completely premium i think like it's it's a solid figure but in the in the final delivery it feels like he was meant for it's like he was meant to cost another 10 bucks and have like that extra shading wash done um yeah there's just there's just a bunch of details missing that I would have liked to see there, especially on a figure that's like in the collector's line. Yeah, although it's, it, I think it's also super cool that a, about a Power Rangers figure, we can say it's very good while having these critiques. Like, we're not like, you know what? He has universal hips, and they didn't fall apart when I pulled him out of the package, so he's real solid. It's like, mm-hmm. no, we, <laughs> we actually have good Power Rangers action figures going on here. Oh, yeah, yeah, like, I'm exceptionally happy with him. Like, mm-hmm. It's one of those things where, like, I'm happy enough with everything he does right that it kind of makes me more annoyed at the things he gets wrong. Yeah, the, the gold color really bothered me on him. I was like, this is a good figure, and I feel like maybe my rods and cones are too different from whoever did the Pantones, because <laughs> he's just off slightly on that color. Mm-hmm. Um, very fixable, though. Uh, I need... What I hope... I hope to... to to use a duplicate Goldar to test a paint shading technique. Uh, <laughs> so I hope he eventually becomes easier to find somehow. Um, but yeah, this is, he's a solid get. Put him with your mm-hmm. with your Zed, put him with your lone putty patroller if you decide to do that thing. <laughs> that, I, that has to come out at some point as like a, a normal release or like... You can't I, just leave it at one. In a multi-pack. Yeah. Well, the the fact that the Green Ranger in the multi-pack is very specifically down to having a different name, the incorrect Green Ranger suit with silver stripe. Yes. Like, that, that mm-hmm. tells me, yeah, these are both going to be single-packed at some point. Uh, single-packed or just, like, discount me, like, a three-pack of putties. Yeah. I mean, putty two-pack with a pile of putty arm weapons to slap on, like, I feel like that's, that's going to... It's not going to print money, but, like, someone will buy it. I'll buy it. Oh, yeah. I'll buy it, too. Uh, uh, the last the last thing I have not gotten to talk about in a while, because I was waiting for Aaron, who was suspiciously absent in the last two off-topics. Making eye contact with him. Yeah, that guy <laughs> snuck away. <laughs> uh, I grabbed the Lego ship in a bottle. It's a good Ooh. set. You build it yet? Yeah, it is built. You like the the one instruction that's just open this bag and pour in? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that's my favorite part. Is like, 
<laughs> translucent blue stud times 200. Poor. <laughs> yep. Poor. Shake around to even out. Get into all the little nooks and crannies. Like, I love that solution for the water. It's just like, here's a bunch of studs. Mm-hmm. Dump them in. Yeah, that's actually... Um, so there are a couple of the LEGO conventions where they have, like, the big military ships. Mm-hmm. And they will have, like, the dark blue studs, the light blue studs, and the clear studs, and then white studs. And they will layer those out to make it look like a wake. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Yeah. And and it's always fun because I've hung around to watch them break it down. And it's a matter of like, okay, they kind of go to where the like dividing point is and then push all of these into a bin and then like do some quick sorting. Like a little bit of mixture is okay because it gives it a little bit of a churn look. But then like, okay, that's all the dark blues. Now let's go for all the, the light blue ones and put that away in a different bin. And then all the clear ones here and then these here. Okay. And then able to break the rest of it down. That would drive me nuts. Like, yeah. I, it's something I'm trying to be better about, but like, small... and you and you have to realize that this is a ship that's probably like twenty five, thirty foot long. Yeah. So it's not like it's a little tiny diorama, and it's a thing. No, it's like a bucket of each one of these. Yeah. And so if there's a if there's a little bit of of light on top of the dark blue, it's a matter of that's like a like a little bit of a cap on a wave, and it's fine. It just it's bugged me sh- so much because I'm like I'm trying to get better about it, but even when I'm cooking, I get real bothered if like stuff spills or if it, the stuff doesn't land mm-hmm. all in the right container. And so like the idea of like oh yeah, there's just like a couple hundred, there's like about fifty of the dark blue in with this couple hundred of the white. I'd be like, let me go and pull those dark blue ones out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh. My friend uh, and, and friend of the podcast, Ryan, a load of hoopla, uh, built that ship in the bottle to celebrate moving in uh, to a new place some months ago. Uh, oh. it, it seems like it is it's kind of built to be a celebratory Lego kit of sorts. I mean, it is a really neat concept. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You build this little pirate ship and then build the bottle around it. Do you notice the way that the compass rose in the bottom of it was done? Uh, yeah. With a clear part that was painted backwards in layers. Mm-hmm. I have yeah, no that... idea what you're talking about, but that's not really cool. <laughs> so, like, how they did the uh, Combiner Wars Dinobots, where they yeah. made a plastic piece, then painted on the inside of it? Yeah. So, it's, uh, I think it's like a six-stud by six-stud round piece in clear. Okay. And so the compass rose is like a cup instead of a dome part of it. And so they painted like the basic, like the raised graphics and then the mid graphics and then the background graphics in that order. But on the side that you put down. Oh, okay. So okay. like the text for north, south, east, and west would be like the first thing printed. And then the like... Small fill stuff is the second, and then the big block on the last shot of it. Yeah. So it's like printed backwards, but upside down. Man. I love I love it. I love how Lego is is always like up for doing that kind of I would call it experimental stuff in mass production. Mm-hmm. Um I still have to build the Lego set I got in Germany. I almost did it the other day and I did something else instead. <laughs> 
Um, that's really cool, though. TJ, anything else uh, on your end? Uh, no, I believe that is it. All right. I'll mention Did I mention the Lego set that I got in Germany on this thing at all? I can't remember anymore. Uh, I found once, once a Lego set that was on an actual notable sale, and it was the Shanghai Lego ar- architecture set of, like, buildings from Shanghai. Okay. And I bought it almost entirely on principle of it was on sale. But then after I bought it, I was also like, I wonder why this one specifically was on sale. I wonder if it has to do with any current... Uh, this was before, I think, the... I think this was before a lot of the really bad Hong Kong stuff had started happening. But I was like, I wonder if there's like just a general tone of stuff as far as these landmarks that they want to not... They want to move away from for the moment or something like that. I don't know. I read a whole lot into it that probably was nothing. Uh, but I still haven't built it yet. I saw it look cool. Uh, off topic for myself, I haven't got anything fresh other than I got uh, a $3 card box because I need to get two more card boxes ready for my second play sets of Wave 4 of the Transformers TCG that's almost out. Oh, <sighs> suck it in there. Because uh, I, I have one play set in binders and one play set in boxes is how mm-hmm. I do things. And so I was like, I don't have boxes for Siege 2 yet. So I got an orange box. <sighs> I need I to get have... binders. I need to get... Ugh. I need to get in, all the things. In like two and a half weeks. And I got extra life coming up, and I'm not quite to my shaved head stage yet. People need to donate money. When's extra Too much life stuff coming day up. again? In two weeks. Two weeks. Oh, okay. So it's out at the end of that week, mm-hmm. which means you'll probably have it when you're doing extra life. Yeah. Extra so, life is the second through the third. Yeah. I expect you will have some Siege 2 cards on the 2nd or 3rd. And it comes out on the 8th? Given the pattern, it seems likely. Right? Yeah, so we'll probably end up getting it on the 5th. Yeah. I don't know. You should work work it. If they're available to you, work them in somehow. Do a, do a pulls stream. Yeah, I would. I would. Maybe I'll, say, maybe, I'll, maybe I'll pester the people we know to see if... Place some, say, place some wagers. If I pull can this... can happen you, sooner. Just go like if you wager me, I won't pull. I won't pull something. You got to put in so much if I do pull it, or something like that. Something like that. You could you could just say, "Who wants to take me up if I pull all three parts of Omega Supreme?" You got to put fifty bucks into the Extra Life charity. I don't know. This seems like a thing to do. Did you see? We didn't talk about it on here. Yo, Wave Four is looking really cool. Yeah. The, there are at least four or five characters who are brand new entire deck types. Mm-hmm. Like, the character is a deck, and also it's not a deck we've really done before. Uh, Energon Invitational meta, I'm sure the really smart folks who have all this stuff documented will be able to predict it, but for the, the more layman players like me, I don't know what that meta is going to be, man. I, I, I don't know either. I don't know. I mean, like, like, like it seems like mercenaries could be its thing by itself, but it also seems like a lot of those cards want to play with other cards. They, yeah, they, when they put and, up the Merc and, article, and they, and press is just gone now. Press the advantage is gone. And, thank goodness. And the number of people that I was actually surprised. It was it was mostly uh, uh, okay. And there were too. a couple of people that were a little bit upset. They're like, "Bro, I just bought four playsets. What the hell?" And it's like, I, "Well, I was, I was like, it's really, a TCG." Huh. I, was, I was really pleasantly surprised how it turns out that we are in the good timeline, and a huge amount of the player base reacted with, "Oh, good, I wanted to play Decepticons." 
Yeah. It's like, yeah, okay, so we actually all do agree. That's great. Like, the only dissent, the dissent that I empathize with is the people who said, there was one guy who said, oh, that sucks. I actually have a place out of the card in the mail on its way to me right now. I'm like, okay, yeah. you know what? That sucks. I feel for you. Uh, that that dissent, I'm okay with, because I'm like, yeah, this is this is the skin around the Band-Aid when you pull the Band-Aid off. Uh, the other dissent I'm not as into were the people going, like, no, they... Like, people saw that Brunt the Action card that was not made. Yeah. And they were like, oh, I should have just made Brunt the Action. And we're like... Yeah, that was the that was one... The whole article was about why they didn't make Yeah, Brunt that the was action. one that I went into a discussion or two with people about, like, no, like, you can't, like, race up on a CCG and have anything else in it be valid. Yeah, let me let me because drop some then words you're all, here. always racing all the way to the top rather than going wider on ideas or going deeper into some of the other, the other concepts. Like, I, I like there are two people... dimensions you can move on really well, but you start moving on that third one, and then you every every wave has to like figure out what the problem of the previous wave is going to be. But a bunch of that stuff's probably already locked in and or printed and or packaged. So you're always two or three waves behind trying to, to tweak knobs that are a lot further down that line. And no, no let me, let me throw a couple keywords here. And I checked with people who know better than me. When I described this situation, they said, Oh good. It's not going to be Yu-Gi-Oh. That yeah. was a, that was a reaction that several people who don't know each other all told me. Uh, mm-hmm. Another another one was um, what was it when I I talked about how like yeah this this card was cutting off a lot of potential decks and uh, so they're banning it and they were like oh like Hogak and I read yeah. up on that and I was like oh right that, yeah. that's a whole thing that happened um, but no the power creep thing talk to people who who have played Yu-Gi-Oh! And apparently, going by the people I've talked to, we are avoiding a massive bullet with our lead design on this... Well, our lead design. The lead design on this game we love uh, taking the stance of, I don't want power creep. Uh, there is a very old game that's still being made called Yu-Gi-Oh! Where, apparently, as it was explained to me, they, they leaned into power creep. Mm-hmm. And the game is indecipherable if you try to get into it, <laughs> because you have to like just write off huge swathes of cards because you're like, oh yeah. no! But in year seven or whatever, uh, there's like a run of creatures who are was or pot of greed or gold or whatever. I, I was missing pot messing of it up greed on, draws pot two of cards. Greed. Yeah, it's like why would not why would your deck not have a place out of pot of greed? And, and, and if they made Brunt the action, it would be every single deck has a play set of either and or. Brunt the action and press the advantage. Yeah. Because it's two searchable cards that in their worst form are still pretty good when searchable. Yeah. And so then decks would be 47 to 44 card decks plus play sets of those two. Mm-hmm. Uh, or only one if if only one is really applicable to you. Yeah. So And, and that was a thing that I, I like tried to poke at people a couple times like okay how many deck techs did you watch that's like oh i have an autobot so i'm gonna put three presses in here or at least you know ends up in the sideboard regardless or oh i would do this decepticon thing but press exists so <laughs> I was i'm not ones. going to i was telling people no run your de- i was the one who was saying no run your decepticon decks you just have to main deck at least two copies of Infiltrate and know how to use it. Yeah. Which means playing Decepticons was hard mode. I saw 
some people saying, oh, you just have to run infiltrate. And I'm like, I'm like, my man, I've been saying that. It didn't mean it was fun. It just yeah. meant it was doable. So <laughs> this is a better scenario. And is eating up your action economy to, like, take care of this other action that is nothing but... A pre- it's like, yeah, you can work around it, but you're, you know, having to to build into the workaround for it rather yeah. than being able to have a play that can just be opposing it. And some Decepticon decks, it's it's a real insert to put two copies of Infiltration in there. Major Shockwave is one of the lucky ones where I was like, yeah, he's going to be really fun because he also is is happy to run secret actions. Mm-hmm. But like my, my Constructicons deck, I was like jamming two Infiltrates in there. And I was like, this is this is just here because it's not... Kill my Constructicons. When I form Devastator, I don't want you press the advantaging him. Uh, or if you're running Grimlock, I don't want you press the advantaging your way into killing like three of my guys or whatever. Um, I mean, you can't do that in one attack, but like, you know what I mean? Like just wiping through before I even get get to play cards. Um, anyway, Transformers CCG, we do a podcast about it. That's a little like uh, bonus content there. It's like a preview mm-hmm. of when we talk about it. We're going to we're going to probably record one once we have our um, Siege 2 stuff so we can talk a bit about the cards in general. Uh, that's that's what I'm kind of planning anyway in my head. Um, but that'll that'll be in a week or th- week or two and a half from now. So uh, stay tuned for that. Anyway, that's been an episode of regular WTF at TFW. Thank you, TJ, for joining us. Uh, thank you, Aaron, for joining us. TJ, I'm going to go watch your video about the Dread Launcher now. I'm thinking about it too much. Yay. <laughs> but uh, we will talk to you all later. Stay tuned for more stuff. And until you hear from us again, in fact, not until you hear from us again, at all times, uh, you should stay safe. And if you're Canadian, uh, I hope you voted today, because you're not hearing this on voting day. So if you're hearing this and you haven't, it's too late. But uh, hopefully you did. Anyway, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. It means, but you got some badass perpetrators and they're here to stay.